Peruvians, Hoff and your Tardises, you're listening to another episode of Doctor, huh? Uh, why do they call it a stag do when you don't the stag do out don't the stag? <laughs> that was pretty good, I like that. I, I, like I have no comments, yeah. <laughs> I'm Jordan and this episode bites, just kidding, it's good. Oh, I'm Sam and I will not be doing an Italian accent once this week. Well, none of the actors did, so... There was not a not an Italian exit to be found in Vampires of Venice, which is this week's episode, Series 5, Episode 6, written by Toby Whithouse, making his bid for the presidency, and directed by Johnny Campbell of Soup Johnny Fame, <laughs> the heir to the Campbell Soup Fortune. Uh, I was going to say, known for directing the Vampires of Venice, Series 5, Episode 6 of Doctor Who, written by Toby Whithouse and directed by Johnny Campbell. <laughs> Did he direct anything else or just that? I don't... That's none of my business. It's none of my concern. So this is, <laughs> you think I have a spreadsheet with that information? No, you famously hate spreadsheets, numbers, and statistics about He directed two episodes. Oh my god, amazing. What was the other one he directed? Oh, he directed the Vincent Van Gogh one. Oh, people like that one. Have you seen that one? I have seen that one. It was, uh... I remember how it ends, and it was, uh... It was good. Uh, but... Everyone remembers how it ends. I don't remember if the beginning or the middle part was good. It's just it's what if, just forty what if, minutes of of loud farting noises. Yeah. What if like the whole? What if the Vincent and the Doctor sucks? And oh, sorry. Just I was thinking a, of the uh, Slithian from series one. My mistake. Yeah. What if Vincent and the Doctor just like absolutely sucks, but then it has that like touching ending scene uh, where you he mean like. To, Oh, sorry. I thought you were saying that they're 69ing for most of the episode. What if the Vincent of the Doctor is an episode about the Doctor and Vincent Van Gogh 69ing, and then it ends with him taking him to the museum, like as a as a, as an after 69 kind of date, and that's what people remember about the episode. And the rest of the episode is just really raunchy and and erotic and lewd. It's, it's, but people it's don't remember it. Beautiful, beautiful. I mean, it's a beautiful tender moment for sure. Um, so, uh, we begin, uh, we begin the episode, the Big Apple, the Big, the Big Canal. No, the Big Venice, Apple is Earth. Venice from Sly Cooper 3. Um, I think they call Venice the Wet Spaghetti. I didn't, re- <laughs> I didn't realize they made the city from Sly Cooper 3 in a real, in a real world, but, uh, that's pretty cool of them. Pretty good nod to Unfortunately, uh, I no, promised not to do an Italian accent, so all from... I can say is alto, alto, bass, bass. Alto, bass, bass. Actually, tenor, oh, tenor, is... soprano, bass. Oh, is, 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 is Venice from Sly 2 or Sly? It is from Sly 3. That's right. Yes. Honor Among Thieves. The best one, I think. I prefer um, Sly 2, but they're both great. They're both great video games and very racist. <laughs> And allegedly, um, there's a fourth one also. That one's also very racist, but it is That's, pretty good. Yeah, Sly Four is like, what if we kept the racism but didn't keep the fun game? <laughs> I think it's still a fun game. I played. It I, I didn't. I didn't like it. Eh. Eh, yeah, eh, it's like how f- how fun can a game be <laughs> before you're willing to overlook how racist it is? Sly two. That's called the Sly threshold. It's a math. It's a like a. It's a, a, a academic concept. Anyway, okay. The big wet spaghetti uh, from Sly three. Uh, this guy is. Uh, I wrote that this is eighteen fifty. Surely that's not correct. Was it fifteen <laughs> eighty? It must have been fifteen eighty. I don't think they dressed like that in the eighteen fifties. <laughs> I, I think, think that they was a simple like, typo. She's like, wow, that that civil war, huh? Wow, Napoleon, huh? When did the Civil War happen? It was uh, in that it century. Was like, 
Yeah, 1580 the Civil War was. Yeah, I'm pretty sure that's right. So this dude brings his daughter. That was also when the Black Plague was happening. This dude brings his daughter Isabella, which I think uh, there's a very funny moment because this whole episode is just people saying, Isabella! Isabella! Mm. And then there's a very funny part at the end where the doctor says, you didn't even know Isabella's name. And I just thought that was very funny because they say it. 1,000 times. They do say it many times, but she's not in most of those scenes, Jordan. No, they're looking for her. But they're like, oh, we we don't have a lot of money, but we want I want to give my daughter a, a chance in life because I am a loving father. Please, madam. I'm, I am a humble boat builder. I make boats because we're in a Venice, and that's what you do here. You're telling um, me that you're building boats in Venice and you're not loaded? I feel like anyone who makes gondola... Yeah, exactly. The demand skyrocketing. Maybe his boats suck. I'm just a humble car manufacturer here in NASCAR City. <laughs> I'm, just, I'm just a humble... I'm just a humble uh, pharma exec in the United States of America. I, we do, Times are tough. We really gotta tighten our belts lately. Will you please uh, take... My daughter. I don't remember if he mentions that it's for a school. I think he's just kind of no. He he says he says that she should. I want my daughter okay. to attend your school. He says, please take and don't bite my daughter. Um, and then she says, okay, sounds good. She looks she looks well. Cool there's a there's juicy. a line here to let you know that this woman. Uh, what what's her name? Rose Calvier Rosa Rosa Rosanna Calvieri. I feel um, like we're doing that improv game thing where you both say words the at the same, same time, at the same finishing time, each other's do a good job sandwiches. Yes, and her name is Rosara Calvieri, and she, uh, she, and uh, Boat Dad, who I think his name is Guido. Boat Dad. I just called him Boat Dad in my notes. The, the not, captions kept not. calling him Guido, but I was like, I think that that's offensive. <laughs> please do not, yeah, please do not call him uh, Mayor Cuomo's most, or Governor Cuomo's worst slur of all time, please. Not on uh, Anyway, so he, he says, Signora, she is my world. And she says, then we will take your world. And he goes, please say, yay, yay, thank you, please. that's not ominous. And then she's like, please say goodbye to your daughter right now. And then he... <laughs> And then he's like, oh, okay, goodbye. And then he leaves. And then uh, my favorite character in the episode, Francesco Calvieri, uh, who spends the whole episode wearing a very funny hat, uh-huh. like they would back in Venice times, uh, starts – he has nasty fangs. He's gross, really gross, really gross. This guy as far wishes as vamp- he was Harry Lloyd. Like, as far as vampires go, I don't like when the fangs are on the top and the bottom. I know they're fish people, <laughs> but I think – Spoilers! I think – Sorry, Spoilers. River Songs. Spoilers. Spoilers. So we can face smirk emoji. Uh, as far as vampires go, and I know they're fish people and glub glub, but like, let's get that top row looking good and let's not do that bottom row, okay? They're fish people. It's not their fault. Uh, now, oh, I like this crossfade here as he reveals his fangs to Isabella and she screams think... and then we crossfade into don't... Rory on his phone going, hey! <laughs> I don't think that I don't think that crossfade is the right word to use there. It, I think that it, crossfading is either an audio thing or a, a drugs and alcohol thing. Yeah, it's an audio thing because you crossfade. What? It's literally what I said. But is it audio? Or video? Yes. Are we listening to the show or are we watching the show? It's both. They crossfade the audio from one scream into the other. <laughs> we, we Get off my back, I'm we right. We crossfade to a scene of Rory getting crossfaded at his- No, uh, at he's his, not like that. His bachelor- No, he's not like that. Uh, he's at his bachelor party. I 
looked on eBay to see if I could find one of these shirts for sale. Oh, they're couldn't. fun. They, really what do they good. say? Like Rory, they're they're like football they're like, jerseys, and they say Rory Stag on the back, and I think the front yeah. is like him it's and a Amy picture in a, in a big heart. In a heart. Yeah, it's very funny. And it's surely, just surely lads. someone's made these. Just lads. Oh, you could buy them. Just I wanted to see if you could buy like an original show costume. Oh, oh of gotcha. These. Like like someone had this and they were selling it, but no. So this is a good opportunity uh, while we're here to uh, place ourselves in the Doctor Who timeline. Because this episode is immediately after Flesh and Stone, where uh, Amy and the Doctor were dealing with the Weeping Angels, as well as River Song. They were dealing with her as well. Bones got crunched. And uh, And then she kissed him. That episode ended with Amy kissing the Doctor and trying to make make love to him. And him saying, no! And And it was I remember it being funny. It was supposed it was to be funny. Really funny. Uh, Stephen Moffat uh, said, did say that he regrets it. <laughs> and yeah, so right after that happens, it is Rory's bachelor party. Stag do if you're British, which you're not, unless you are. Unless you are. You know who you are. <laughs> Hi, Sauce. Um. And <laughs> uh, so he is like trying to leave her a voicemail. Uh, telling her how great she is and that he loves her and that he can't and wait I'm to sorry, marry her and all that. I'm sorry about the stripper cake, by the way. And they, yes, they roll out a stripper cake and everyone is chanting, out, out, out. And then who should burst out of the cake? No way. The old 11th something, doctor. Something funny happening with the doctor. Oh Actually, my I God. say the old 11th doctor. We had him last week. This is the young 11th doctor. Yeah, we don't see the old 11th doctor except in that one episode. He comes out of the cake all funny like and uh and uh he does say that he has, he says I thought I'd burst out of the wrong cake again which I wonder if he did that within the span of tonight or if that's another thing that's happened to him in his life. Yeah, I How many cakes has he I, popped out of like to, to get tonight. to this? Is there like a how competing many, bachelor party next door? How many cakes has the doctor popped out of tonight? Uh he Two, he it he, like. uh, he uh <laughs> He tells he tells Rory that uh that his fiance uh, that but he's a great guy and also that his fiance kissed him and uh he's very lucky because she's very good at kissing. Oh no, I'm being awkward and quirky at this bachelor party. Yeah, I'm he is in the middle things. of the party and everyone is like uh and he he realizes that he probably shouldn't have said that at this time and place. And then we're just on the TARDIS with Rory here now. And uh, Rory is, it, it, you know how the Doctor's favorite thing to do is to make people impressed by his really cool, bigger on the inside box. Yeah, uh, but Rory's, Rory, Rory's not impressed because he's what? Red-pilled. <laughs> Ever since the princi- pr- Prisoner Zero incident, which is, must be a reference to another episode, he's been on, he's been, he's been baking, he's been on the boards... Um, he's been microwaving his brain every day. <laughs> he's been putting his brain in a big bowl of hot water. Yeah, I, to make sure I mean, it's nice I have to assume it seems like he's met the doctor before, but I don't know. He doesn't. I mean, it's hard to tell because he's not he's he's not surprised by the time machine or anything. Well, that's because he's he's aware of the technology because he's been right. looking into like dimensional travel. I guess I'm stuff. just assuming whatever the prisoner zero incident was, he must have met the doctor then. But I guess I don't know for sure. But so the doctor's plan here is he's going to fix their marriage before it starts by taking them on time travel, traumatic time travel adventures, like he always does. <laughs> yes, he's going to trauma bond them. Uh, no, well, specifically his his point is like 
the fact that Amy kissed him, he's trying to say, has nothing to do with her feelings about Rory. It's a fact that when you go out on these time travel space adventures, you come back, it's hard to relate to the people that you're coming back to. So he's saying, to help Amy and Rory's relationship stay regular, I'm going to chaperone you on a time travel date, and I will trauma bond you. And then when Amy comes home and you're there, Rory, you will be able to say, remember time travel? And she'll say yes. Yeah, how long until both of them are out in the vacuum of space without a suit? <laughs> like, <laughs> I think right? that's next week. Yeah. Uh, and he's going to take them to the most uh, most romantic honeymoon destination he could think of. Venice, 1850. Shit, no, I mean 1580. God, I hope there's no vampires here. Oh, no. I want to know, though, what has Rory been reading? Because we know that the, the guy he's from like, the pilot episode is dead. He's been, he, no, he's reading, like, no, he's been reading up on scientific theories. So either he's reading papers, like academic papers, or he's going on to IFL science. He's like, <laughs> or Dr. he's v- going on, like, r slash retconned. Yeah, <laughs> he's like... He's going, he's, have you heard of the, have you ever heard of the Mandela effect? Right. He, the doctor's like, now you might be surprised about the, the size of my ship. And Rory's just like, it's fine. I understand. You're from another loaf. <laughs> have you ever heard of the, uh, the stop clock phenomenon? Have you ever heard of the, uh, ice nine? Have you ever heard of the ship of Theseus? <laughs> have you ever heard of the, the, uh. Oh my God, though. You are absolutely right. Rory is any character in, in an Uchikoshi just... game because you're talking to, he's just some random unassuming dude. And then he just turns to you with a twinkle in his eye and he's like, have you ever, have you ever heard of the disappearing eyeball experiment? <laughs> right. That's Rory. I like Rory this week. He was I do good. like Rory. I, I, this is. We see uh, third so time little seeing of him. him. I like yeah. him. I have to say, before I met Rory, it's funny how wrong I was about what his character would be, mm-hmm. because I knew that Amy Pond was sort of running from her engagement and running yeah. from her wedding. Oh, I, I don't know if I want to get married. I can't decide. Oh, no. I, in my head, imagined Rory as like a lad. Like he's he's a he's kind of a, a meathead douchebag. He maybe he drinks a lot. Maybe he's like not very emotionally available. He's the guy from the B movie, is is what you're thinking of. What? Oh, oh, yeah. <laughs> I thought you meant he's Barry B. Benson. He's Barry B. Benson, which he is. That no, is, he is. <laughs> that is. Yeah, you think he's you think he's Patrick Warburton's character from B movie when he's really more a Barry B. Benson. <laughs> Get yourself a man. Yeah, which I think I think that makes sense, though, that Amy... I thought it was going to be like a, a Roy from The Office type situation, but it's it's more about his, the normality of Rory, which is yeah. intense. He's intensely normal. He's just yeah. a guy. And he is, he is one of the lads, because we saw him at his stag party. Well, okay. That, but he's, he's a <laughs> I lad. I think a lot of a, people are lads at their stag party. Yeah, exactly. Party. Yeah, he's one of the lads. He's just out at the pub playing darts. He's having, he's, he probably watches football. He loves it. But, but he isn't like a, I mean, this, but also, you know, I gave him a hard time, uh, when he was like, oh, you can give the doctor a hug. But also, Amy Pond really wants to fuck the doctor. So she I kind of really does. She literally does. She objectively it. does. She, She's so horny for him. And, but yeah, Rory, and... he's he's not a he's not a 
dick, he's a weenie, you know? He's a little bit of a weenie, but he 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 did some bravery this week, so we'll have to keep an eye on him for for uh if he's brave or not. Hashtag eye on the weenie. Hashtag eye on the weenie. So uh they go to Venice when you, 1850. When you post about this episode, be sure to tag it, eye on the weenie. Eye on the weenie. <laughs> Um, they go to 1850, uh, Venice, uh, and, uh, there's electric lights and, and, uh, The doctor power. briefly remembers that it's, uh, an episode of Doctor Who and he says some educational stuff. Did you know that Venice was founded by refugees running from Attila the Hun? I didn't know that. I, I didn't know that. I, I knew that Venice was founded by, like, Romans, I thought, or like, not Romans, but like, ex-Romans. And then they, and then they, they looked at a big bog. And then they said, "This'll be a place where we can." I build think it'd a- be cool if I built a building on the bog. I would be, a, and they were a, right for a minute. They were, and now they're not so right anymore. They kind but of they were built, right at the time. They kind of built a big hourglass, uh, a big hourglass that they could they could enjoy for a certain amount of time as it sinks into. And the And it's swamp. had a great run. It's really a cool city for the time that it exists. I'm glad that like, I got to see it while it still exists, which is like. Can you, like, of all the things that you can blame on climate change, the big city built on the big stinky swamp <laughs> is not, you know, yes, it's speeding it up, but also, like, they did build it in a big mud puddle. And maybe right. they should have. That was have never done that. not going to happen. They so, maybe should have found some luck to Venice. And then they were like, let's, let's put boats on it. Let's do everything with boats. Ah, shit, the city's flooded again. Ah, no. Maybe they should have just not done that, but well, that's who, know, where's, who am I to say? Coulda, shoulda, woulda, and things mm-hmm. of that nature. Um, oh, hey, Doctor makes a funny uh, name drop when he <laughs> says he owes Casanova a chicken. Wow. Yeah, he's like, oh, thank God we're here 150 years before Casanova. That should have been another clue that it's not 1850. <laughs> yeah. Um, oh, and then we get another joke that they do every uh, every time this comes up where a guy's like, papers, please. I, I, I think this is really funny because you think that... Because they're talking about how, like, the plague is happening, or, or our plague is happening, and they don't let foreigners in the city or unless they have, it? or unless they have, yeah. And then he, he shows the papers, and then he goes, ah, good, thank you, your majesty. And then, uh, the duchess. And you're and thinking, then, oh, the, the psychic paper must be showing this guy, like, a, a, that he's the pope or something. But then you see that it's actually showing that he is the 11th doctor. It is. <laughs> Thank you, sir. It's the 11th Doctor from my TV shows. <laughs> I'll get out of your way. It's oh, and then, an hey, here's a really funny joke, by the way. This is so epic. Uh, uh, he, Rory looks at the paper and it says that he's, he's their eunuch. He got no dick and balls. Can you imagine? Uh, there's a plot point here that turns out to not be a plot point at all, which is that. We learn that the people of Venice have been told that the plague is still ravaging the world when it's actually not anymore. And he says, uh, uh, yes, our our patron who keeps us safe, Signora Rosanna Calvieri, she has told us the stories of the piles of bodies. And and that I, I don't think it ever comes up again. Not particularly. I guess it's just part of building the narrative that Calvieri is manipulating the people of Venice. Although, I don't know. I wonder if there's a name for Having watched the entire episode, I don't really know how the lying about the plague <laughs> fits into it. But it kind of seems it it kind of seems to me that she could have pushed the button at any time, but that's neither here nor there. The, uh, the button that makes it bad. 
the the button that makes it really bad. Uh, then we see the uh, so remember the Calvary school that we heard about. Well, these are the Calvary girls. They all come out wearing white, like flowy white gowns and veils, and 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 uh, when you look at them, they go. <laughs> And so, if you're into that, <laughs> if you're if that's your thing, this is They're, the episode for you. They are really not like trying to hide their face, no. Which is pretty funny because, yeah, um, the uh, boat dad uh, is looking for Isabella because Isabella, Isabella, Isabella. I don't remember. Do what? What turned him around exactly? Do Nothing. we know? Nothing. Nothing? Just, like, when just, he was leaving, he was like, well, as long just, as she's happy. <laughs> and then the next time we see him, he's like, where is she? No! I mean, he's, he's just right, had but... instant, instant buyer's remorse. So he's, whole... like, flipping the girl's veils up to look for his daughter. <laughs> and when he finds her, she kind of, like, avoids eye contact. And then the other girls scare him off by <laughs> their fangs at him. And... Then I th- oh yeah Francesco the son the, the son was a cool hat like, your daughter is gone. <laughs> uh, we get a little a little cut to the the pawns who were watching this, um, and Amy like turns to say something to the doctor, but he's already gone. And she, oh also she, important oh sorry go ahead she turns to Rory and says Ugh, I hate it when he does that. And this is going to be sort of a running thing through the episode is Rory's discomfort with amy's familiarity because i mean this is the sixth episode so she's been on five adventures or maybe four and one is a two-parter which i I guess is the case because one of them is uh the flesh and stone two-parter so rory rory is like how long (laughs) have you been on adventures with this guy since i saw you like earlier today you know it's pretty weird oh also rory is wearing the stag the funny stag shirt for the whole episode. He's kind of dressed like an inverted Marty McFly. He's got like a puffy blue jacket and an orange sweater under it. God, he's so normal. Um, he's, Which he's I I, I do kind of wish that they had done a little a little TARDIS fashion show. Yeah, it's weird when it's, they don't. It's yeah, weird because sometimes they don't do a lot it. of the time they try to dress in the period clothes because and when because, they don't, it's just weird. Especially because you know. I feel like if they got there and they're like, we're here on a tour, we're tourists, we're here to check it out, that's when they should, like, you know, uh, uh, the ice, the thin ice episode, right? Right. They go to the fair and they're wearing their Victorian dress, uh, or whatever era. Uh, But this is like, yeah. We totally didn't mention the fact that the doctor was like, this is my wedding present to you, pick somewhere romantic, where do you two want to go? Let's go to Venice. (laughs) Yeah, and I did love that he just made that choice for them. And he and and with whenever the doctor makes a choice to go to the most re- the relaxing pa- planet of Spaulon Five or the beach pa- uh, planet of Mai Tai Nine, that one didn't have Yulon in it. That was weird. Uh, it does always happen when like the bone monster is attacking. Right. Um, it's never. It's never like. <laughs> it's... Oh, we we arrived in Venice three days after <laughs> I fixed the problem. Right. That you should just Okay guys, go into the TARDIS, I'll clean this up and then we can come out and enjoy Venice. Right, or even like and that then could he be a thing that, forward. That could be a thing that like the fifteenth doctor does is take his companion <laughs> to Venice and just be like, When was the vampires thing? Okay, I'll just go a week after that. 
I do think that um, the 15th Doctor fuck all should ever happen in, in uh, his episodes. I think that they should all be about going to to the chill planets and uh, the arc- the world's I mean, largest arcade we, in the universe. We do know that um, <laughs> the 12th Doctor mentioned that he goes to the Frost Fairs all the time. <laughs> which is such a weird thing to think about because, you know... It implies that, you know, there have there have been a lot of frost fairs, but there's also uh, infinite potential time travel. Is there going to be a point where at any given frost fair, there are like 20 himself. of Peter Capaldi <laughs> dispersed throughout the crowd? We just, you just didn't see them that week. Uh, Sometimes they just, just like cross paths and just like politely nod and the, keep moving. This is the horror of like when you would, you know, when we saw that Tom Baker like in the museum. The reason he's there is because he's gone on every adventure, and every time he try, all he can do is go watch himself do the adventure that already happened <laughs> he all he can do is go to the babylon ship and watch the flesh and stone play out and reminisce <laughs> out of adventures nothing interesting all, is happening that i haven't all, already been a he part has of literally solved all problems so he just has to go work at a museum for the rest of eternity uh this is this fate uh Thank but God for the now this is pretty big yeah, it's for, <laughs> you think but the doctor can live for all of eternity because the time lords gave him the vape uh okay so so uh he asks but doctor asks boatman boat dad uh like why he you know why does he have instant buyer's remorse about his daughter going to calvary school and the guy's just like it's bad i decided i heard it's evil and magical and and also unrelated to my decision later (laughs) after i decided i wanted her out they all showed their fangs to me i was instantly i was instantly validated by my choices and my thoughts and opinions here we cut directly to Calfieri kneeling and chugging. Is and she chugging jug? One might think that she's chugging a jug of blood, but I'm pretty sure she's literally chugging a jug of water. Yeah, they're water vampires. They're water a vampires. New, a bold find. new take because why vampirize something that comes out of the sink? I mean, they're yeah, in hey, the water. Hey, the, hey, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm a fucking water vampire. I'm also a proud water vampire. I get burned if I stand in the sun I eventually. I suck water down so much. And whenever I stand out in the sun, I don't I don't love it. Like it, I mean my body doesn't like it. Our, our, and our, our and self, and yeah. if you drive a wooden stake through my heart, I'll die. I do If you shine you I can, I can relate me. so hard to Calvieri right now. I don't in, I don't in, I don't enjoy a bright powerful UV bulb being shined at me in my face. <laughs> it's not a thing I love. I do, uh, I do like okay. though. <laughs> oh yeah, never mind. Cancel wrong, you know, vampire fake. Uh so uh there the we kind of get the first indication of their play. They're doing some kind of recruitment for something. There's brothers, uh, Fra- what's his name? Francesco? Francesco. Uh, with the funny hat, Hatchesco. Um, he's like, what about the, when will we introduce the girls to my brothers? Uh, and she says, when they stop bubbling. Uh, that'll make sense later. Uh, and then, uh, he wants to get more girls. Right. Basically, he yeah. wants to be like aggressive about quote unquote recruitment, but she's like, and th- this will never actually make any sense at the <laughs> at the end of the episode. But she says, "No, no, no. the The plan is, and this is how it has to be. We we want to be so appealing to them that they will beg us to take their daughters. And having watched the whole episode, I don't know why they can't just go out biting people. 
I <laughs> I don't understand a lot. There's a few things about this episode I don't understand, but it is an episode of Doctor Who, so there's yeah. that is to uh that is uh to be kind of expected. Uh we're back with the pawns. Rory asks Amy um, if she missed him while she was gone, and she like just says nothing for a second, then mm. gives him like an awkward punch on the arm and says, Well, I knew I'd be coming back. This is this is the thing to watch with the pods, and it is, you know, and it is something I do remember from my time watching the show back in the day of like, how's their marriage? How are they doing? Are they good? Are they are they do they like each other at any given time? I mean, uh, Rory seems to like her quite a bit. Yeah, for sure. Unclear uh, how much Amy likes him. I mean, Rory has liked her uh, ever since they were children with their secret third best friend that they never <laughs> mentioned ever, who was an absolute, uh, to quote Sorry, Moffitt, I forgot uh, that I remembered that we had seen a flashback of them with their other best friend. I forgot that that was Riversong. Their friend, their friend Riversong, the domestic terrorist who, like, rammed a bus through the House of Parliament or something. The and then they were like, a, yeah, she's an absolute psychopath. Uh, because she, because, because reminder, it was because she knew, <laughs> she knew about the doctor and that just like drove her off the end somehow. Sorry, that, that whole thing just makes me mad. I just had to talk about it again. Uh, <laughs> I had forgotten about it. Um, so Rory, Rory starts to get irritated, but I, I did like this because Amy is like, Let's 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 just have a f- we're in Venice. Let's have a fun time. And Rory kind of calms down and he's like, "You know what? You're right. This is this is amazing and let's let's appreciate it." And they start having a good time together. And I think that that is nice to see because it would be easy enough to write this story about Amy like leaving him in the dust. I do think it's nice that we get to see that they actually <laughs> do enjoy spending time together. Uh-huh. It's it is not a, a story about her getting whisked away and and throwing right. away her her nice uh, her fiance for yeah. the mysterious spaceman. The mysterious who's been space looking man. at her since she was a child. The mysterious spaceman who's been looking at her since she was a child. Uh, I there's more to that that I that I, I believe that it's not exactly that, but we'll get there when we get there. Uh, but also, <laughs> this reminds me. The pods remind me of. Uh, another uh another uh iconic tv straight couple which is uh the o'briens from star trek because um and this is just tangentially related because they're like a tv straight couple um i remember watching star trek and and being like hearing people say that miles o'brien the ship's mechanic and his wife keiko are like a really good representation of a realistic married couple um and all they ever do is fight they just fight all the time they fight they they fight and have kids, and uh, their relationship gets a little better. But it, it, it's just mostly them fighting with each other, and then at some point <laughs> they they have some babies. <laughs> but I I just it just made me think of that. But I I don't know. I think I think watching now that we're seeing them, I act like we're going to see them more because we've seen them this time. That's not how this show works. But like <laughs> now that we've seen Rory again, I'm just like let's keep a, let's keep an eye on their 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 uh, their relationship. Uh, for sure. Uh, yeah, date is interrupted. Amy's marriage, for sure. Uh, the date is interrupted by, uh, by a murder, by a vampire sucking incident. Oh, yeah, uh, Francesco, there's, like, a f- girl selling flowers, and Francesco fangs at her, 
because he's not being he's patient not and methodical like his mommy wants. Mm-hmm. Which, by the way, is irrelevant to the plot of the episode. <laughs> That's not part of the story at all. There's nope. no consequences for him doing this. Uh, well, it helps them find out about it. Uh, they go. Yeah, they except the doctor to- already knows about it. It helps doctor, Amy and yeah. Rory find out, and then she catches up with the doctor, and the doctor's and like, says, they're know. vampires, and Amy's like, oh yeah. Um, we go back to the doctor who is, uh, sneaking, he, I guess, is he working with, with, uh, Boat Dad? Yes, Boat Dad is distracting the guards, uh, by, like, yelling at them, like, where's my daughter, where's Isabella? And meanwhile, by the, the way, we have not mentioned another entrance. We have not mentioned the guards who do not give a shit. Um, there is, in addition to Francesco and Rosanna Calvieri, oh, I almost did an Italian accent there. I stopped myself. Did you hear that? Do you hear that inflection? Do you hear that intonation? I stopped myself. Uh, there is another guy who's like their... The steward. The steward who's like their little, their little helper. But he's yes, not... and there are so many, like, shots so many... of him, like, glancing in different ways in the background that I was, like, waiting for the steward moment, whatever it might nope. be. And in the end, I think he just he just kind of, like, vanishes from the episode. Yeah, he stops showing up. But it's, like, all of these other normal people who are not vamp- water vampires are, like, just totally cool with everything that's happening here. Right, like, I was trying to figure out, like, does he know? There's is one part like where, thrall? like, the disguise falls off in front of him, and I'm like, oh, is he good? And he's just, sta- he kind of makes a face like, whoa. But that's just, like, that's all. <laughs> that's it. Yeah, they could have been like, oh, he's a thrall. They're all thralls. The guards are their thrall. No, they just, they don't care. Maybe it's just, you know, paychecks and stuff. We gotta make money somehow. <laughs> uh, so the doctor sneaks in and he, uh, he finds, uh, the room with all the Calvieri girls and he finds Isabella. But uh, wait. Uh huh. Mm. Because how does he find them is he, he takes a, he takes a break from investigating to f- literally flirt with himself in the mirror because God, he's awesome. And while he's flirting with himself in the mirror, he doesn't realize that he's been surrounded by Calvieri girls in the mirror because they don't show up in the mirror because... I forgot about that. They even mention why that happens in the episode. Yes, they do like, give a no... science explanation. And I, th- I thought it was That's okay. Yeah. Worked for me. They they all talk in creepy unison. Um, yeah. Do you want to try that? I'm just kidding. No. Yeah. <laughs> no. Ah, oh, I was a little late. I'm sorry. <laughs> Uh, he tries to show them the psychic paper, but instead he accidentally flashes his library card at them, which has a picture of William Hartnell on it, which I thought was a funny little That's a pretty funny for anyone who knows what the doctor is. If you know, you know. (laughs) We're really so smart because we're the only people who watch this show who know what he looks like. That's the guy from The Edge of Destruction. My favorite episode. That episode will be up on Patreon by the time you hear this. Is that episode not up on- oh, well, that episode's not up yet? Oh, no. We don't live- we're not in a post people hearing us talk about me- t- post of me desperately trying to find things to say about the Edge of Destruction <laughs> while you while you just talk about the episode and I'm just kind of no, there that, in the room at the same time. That episode will be up a couple days after we record this, but a couple days before anyone hears this. Go listen to At patreon.com slash potting bros! For one dollar! Anyway. So, uh, he finds, he, oh, he asks them to tell the, them, tell him their plan, 
and then they don't. Yeah, it's, it's, it's like a funny, like, they start, like, menacing at him with fangs, and he's like, tell me your entire plan. <laughs> One of these days that'll work. <laughs> now he runs, he runs out, and then he runs into Amy. The, there's a real you-can-just-leave vibe to this episode. <laughs> Of at the Calvary house where people are just going in and out of it and getting from one building to another building all the time in a way that doesn't make a lot of sense to me for it to be like a guarded like castle kind of thing. Uh, but he just leaves, he just walks out and there are so many scenes where he just walks in to the like throne room and just, just there. Yeah. It's, it's a certain point in the episode when they just like flip the switch and it's like, there is no longer security. <laughs> Yeah, they can just go in and out. Uh, they run it, so him and Amy run into each other, and they both, in unison, pretty much are just like, vampires are in the episode. This is a vampire episode of Doctor Who. Rory catches up a minute later and is very flustered about the two of them talking to each other again. Uh, um, but, you and know then, what? Again, I, I think it would have been easy enough to have this be an annoying, boring, like, jealousy storyline. I appreciate that that is not why Rory is bothered by their connection. Yeah. Um, it's plan time. They're with Boat Dad in in and uh they are trying to figure out how to get into the house to I guess get Isabella back. Yes. Completely because... disregarding the fact that the doctor did just walk in with a distraction and get to get to the area where she was in. I will say just... for for what mm-hmm. it's worth, you said that Isabella was there. She was not. Sorry, I was thinking of the next scene, the later scene with Amy. Yeah, yeah. but so that they don't is where, know she... where she is in the the building. Although, but they Bo know Dad... where the Calvieri girls are. Bodad has a map that is never really explained. It's... He just has like the floor <laughs> got... plans of the like... Calvieri house. Did he like request them at City Hall? Well, is he's that a, a thing? Boat guy, so you know, uh, boat. Boatmen do know the layout of the city, so they can make their good boats. And we um, learn that there is a secret trapdoor entrance in the basement that you can get through the canal to it. And Amy says, well, how about I become a Calvieri girl to infiltrate? No. And everyone says no. Uh, Boat Dad says, I have an idea. Uh, I've been stealing gunpowder from the oh, Navy. Oh, that does and the come camera, up later. And the camera pans over to, like, 20 gigantic explosive crates that he's just got in his it was, kitchen. It is so funny that, yeah, I, I it, like, completely... I, I actually had to stop watching this episode that I, I I couldn't get back to for a day. So I, uh, I forgot that he was just stockpiling bombs to, like, I don't know, is he doing, like, is he... It, his plan is basically to, to do a Guy Fox on the Venetian, like, uh, nobility, I guess. Specific, uh, well, specifically Calvieri, who is a vampire. Which, which, if your plan is to get your daughter out, I mean, is he just writing her off now? He's just like, I don't really care, but I just, I just think maybe I should just blow them all up. Well, here's the thing. Here's the thing. This amount of gunpowder, he's been stealing this for a long time now. He steals a little scoopful every day. Also, we got another really great thing, a new piece of information that I'm going to be watching out for every, uh, Matt Smith episode in the future where he says he says no guns I don't do guns so now maybe maybe Matt Smith is willing to kill but he's not willing to shoot is, is any anyone that I can strangle to death with my bare yeah. hands <laughs> and can push or them off bash a their brains in with a baseball bat yeah no guns he's Fair anti-gun game. he he will kill but not with a gun maybe he's like oh it's too it's like lazy it's a it's like he's a he's a fucking obi-wan kenobi he's like it's a blaster is a clumsy weapon 
You have to kill them with a sword. Sure. Uh, it's impersonal. So Amy, Amy is very adamant that she's going to walk into the Calvary <laughs> he, school. And... Again, we keep, we, <laughs> this is our third time talking about Hitman. He likes the personal touch. He's got the, like, garrot he's wire. Got the, he's got the piano wire. Yeah. I mean, he did, he did kill the Sycorax captain by throwing a, a Satsuma at a button and dropping Which, him off. that is absolutely something that Agent 47 would do. <laughs> <laughs> good, good work, 47. I went a little so, stewy there. That's fine. Uh, so they, okay, they're, they're making their plans. Uh, Amy offers to infiltrate the school again. And the doctor is really, really not on board. He says, this is how they go. He's he's lost too many. Donna also died trying to infiltrate the Calvary school. Maybe he brought maybe he secretly brought Amy here so he could get Donna out of the Calvary school <laughs> after he took her to Venice. He sent Donna to the Calvary school to break Martha out. <laughs> Martha got sent there to get Ace out. <laughs> because we know that Rose is gone. He sent Martha in to get Rose, forgetting that she wasn't in there. <laughs> this is like a puzzle that's like, how can I get Rose, Martha, and Donna, and a bag of corn out of the Calvary school while Until keeping we eye get on the- to the the oldest vampires in the school, which is uh, <laughs> which Susan, is Barbara, Barbara and Ian. S- yeah. <laughs> oh no, he just he can't catch a break here. Actually, no. There would there would be a point where any companion sent into the Calvary school is dead because Leela. he sent Leela to get them all out, and she killed everybody. <laughs> She massacred a lot of them. Oh no, Doctor! I've killed the vampires for you, Leela. You, you fucking idiot! I don't remember Leela's voice. It's been a while. She's, I, yeah, it's pretty much just a lady's voice, and the, the doctor's like Leela, Leela, Leela. Uh, so <laughs> this now this part I don't like. Okay, because I I've I've been like pretty in favor of the 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 way that the tension between Amy, the doctor, and Rory is shaped. This part felt mean-spirited in a way that I didn't much care for, because the doctor says, okay, how about this? You infiltrate, but I escort you there as your father. And Amy's like, that doesn't make any sense. You look too young to be my father. And he says, she says, how about- She says specifically, you look nine. Yeah, you look nine. You look 11. Uh, get it? 11 is the best. Uh, you- yeah, you look too young to be my father. How about... And he, he says, well, how about I go as your brother? And she says, no, it's weird to think of you as my brother. Let's go with fiancé. Fiancé. What is... Yeah, I don't understand why Amy, like... I don't... I don't get it. And it doesn't... It feels like she's trying to She's, like, antagonized. Yeah. It doesn't paint her in a very good light. Which, no, I mean, I guess that's fine. Like, honestly, if if the show is trying to do a thing with Amy just being rude, like, that's fine. We don't but have Rory, to. Rory, like of Amy. course, does not appreciate that, and he's like, "I don't want you going around with him claiming to be engaged to him." I just don't know how we, as the viewer, are supposed to feel about about Amy. Are we supposed to like because we've been on so many? Well, here before before already? we ask the question yeah. of how we're supposed to feel, let me finish what happens here, yeah, which is yeah, that yeah. Rory says, "I don't want you going around pretending to be his fiance," and Amy's like, "Okay, how about you escort me?" as my brother and he's like why is it weird to imagine the doctor as your brother but easier to imagine me as your brother than me as your fiance and boat dad is like wait i thought that that guy was your fiance pointing to the doctor and 
Yeah, it's weird, right? How are we supposed... Like, how are the... If you've seen Amy on all these adventures with the Doctor, how am I supposed to feel about her doing this? Like, I'm very confused about it. Because I feel like she should... Here's the thing. I don't know if she knows that Rory knows that she kissed the Doctor. Because she she's... Doesn't. If, if she does know that he knows about it, she is not really very apologetic at all. No. That's where it's like, I don't... <laughs> I mean, she is uh, desperately trying to avoid her own wedding, so, like, I don't think she particularly wants to marry or likes Rory that much at this state. It's hard to tell, because it does feel like she's trying to, like, very passive-aggressively push him away, but then whenever he gets offended by it, she's like, oh, come on, (laughs) you know? Yeah. I mean, we know they're eventually gonna have a baby- together before i don't know they get sent to the calvary school and die i I don't like that the way that we're approaching this is i i feel bad for the man and i think that the woman is being rude (laughs) but you know it's uh executive producer stephen moffat i mean i do feel bad for the man and the woman is being rude i don't know what the problem is here you can think a woman is being rude (laughs) you can say a woman is being rude without being a misogynist about it she's yes but it's a sci-fi tv show so i just feel like it's there's probably a lot of people who would say that for the wrong reasons even though it's (laughs) true that's true but i think our listeners have enough they have enough our listeners surely have enough uh, respect for us that they know that we can say that the that the I feel bad for the guy and the woman is being rude without us being like and also I hate all women and also I hate Jodie Whittaker because but the this might be someone's it. first episode and they will they'll sit down to listen to it and they'll they'll sit down at their computer and they'll pull <laughs> they're it wearing up. their they're wearing their they'll, Amy Pond T shirt they're wearing their <laughs> that's not that's the opposite of where I was going. <laughs> Oh, okay, go ahead. Oh, I see. They're re- they yeah, sit they, down no, at their computer, sorry. they 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 open it up, they wrong. say out loud to themselves, I hate Star Wars Episode Eight: The Last Jedi. <laughs> I I hate Rey Skywalker, the Mary Sue. And then Sue. they press play, and they hear us say, Amy's being they, rude to Rory, and they're like, yeah, get her! <laughs> they just start doing the Hitler salute because of us! And it's our fault that they're doing it. <laughs> They, we radicalized this person by saying that Amy was being rude to her fiance in this scene. That's our fault. So actually, no, Amy's done nothing wrong. Amy is a, Rory's a piece of shit. He shouldn't be so boring. Yeah, and I, here, I can just cut and paste that from any episode of Jurgen It. <laughs> I hate, we hate, we hate Amy. Why doesn't she take better care of her son? Uh, <laughs> why doesn't she? <laughs> Why did, why did she have the nerve to go to college? What a stupid wedding dress. God, that wedding dress sucked. Um we're we're getting very muddled here. I'm sorry for bringing secret life up. Anyway, uh so the doctor does add by the way that um they're not vampires. Or he they're, says I'm not sure that they're vampires, but if they aren't vampires, what could be so bad that they'd be okay with people thinking they are vampires? It's kind of funny to me because this conversation implies, and I think very, very, uh, very definitively and also very reasonably, that there are vampires in the world of Doctor Who. These just aren't them, right? You know what I mean? I I don't know. I mean, I'm just hung up on they're okay with people thinking they're vampires. Not that, like... 
they happen to like map vampire cleanly yeah. onto vampires or maybe like the mythology. vampire but no they are showing people their fangs so that people will go oh no ah, they're vampires. vampires well i'm glad they're not anything worse than that it's not it's not like the doctor saying that maybe they are the ones who inspired the vampire mythology themselves because they have all those traits it's no they just are pretending to be vampires to spook people Ah, I a think- vampire! Thank God it's not a Saturninian sister of the water. <laughs> that would really ruin my day. <laughs> As it is, this is maybe like a four out of ten moment for me. I mean, this is like... <laughs> this is like in, uh... It's like in the Lady Misuza episode when the big lion man shows up and people are just, like, really scared about it. But if he had just been, like, a devil... If he'd just been, like, Satan or a big ghost or an ogre... Well, at least Nobody it's the be... devil I know. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I, and also, they had been softened up by some really great Gallows comedy set. Uh, <laughs> uh, I forgot about that. So they were really cool with it. Anyway, okay. So, uh, so where, where I mean, are we It wasn't even now? Gallows yeah. humor. It was mostly him talking about how big his dick is. This is <laughs> this is what happens when a comedian has zero fear of being canceled. <laughs> okay, so, so uh, Rory goes with Amy to the Calvary house. He's and- wearing he's wearing boat dad's boat costume, which we later finds out means that boatman instead of he's in his house, he has other well, he clothes. only has the one set. Of he has clothes. the one set of clothes in his house. He or baby, I mean. Maybe we're maybe coming there's at this a deleted the scene that's like I need can some, I, I, some period accurate clothes and boat dad is like can I wear yours <laughs> they look yeah cool. exactly I, that's what I was thinking is like why are we making coming at this from a cinema sins angle oh this is a, an error with the show he just wanted that shirt it's a great shirt I mean I literally said like. 35 40 minutes ago that i was looking for this shirt so <laughs> well, he is he is by the way a much larger man than rory and you know the the sweater is like a little tight on him but not super tight so it might good. actually be a different one <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, so like, Here, take- i have a i have a box of them in the TARDIS. I've been trying to offload these. I don't know why, but they ordered 150 of these, even though I have about I thought I was friends. way more popular than I turned out to be. <laughs> oh, no, that's so sad. Uh, okay, so uh, he takes he takes uh, uh, Amy to the school, and he says that uh, he shows he shows the, the psychic paper. Oh, and he says that uh, their parents are dead. They're orphans. And they died of plague. Uh, now, that should, by the way, raise a big flag in her head, because she knows that the plague is already over. <laughs> Mm-hmm. So I it I don't I don't know, whatever. It doesn't matter. Uh Francesco, by the way, he thinks that he might recognize Amy. I don't know if we mentioned the fact that she literally chased him around the city. I think that we completely skipped over that scene, but that's fine. He yeah. thinks that she looks familiar, but the steward, uh possibly in his only line of dialogue in the episode, says they have references from the King of Sweden. And Rory shows her the psychic paper and she accepts Amy into the school. They take Rory away, much like they did with Boat Dad, uh, except unlike with Boat Dad, Francesco just fully shows Rory his fangs as they're escorting him out the we, door. I mean, we understand this now. They don't give a shit. They want people to think they're vampires, I guess. I mean, maybe that is why Boat Dad was... Don't go in Calvieri's house. I don't think we saw him see the fangs, but maybe he did. I don't know. Um, so, I mean, he, what we don't see is the scene where... He, the second he leaves, Isabella starts going, help, I'm being killed by vampires. 
Actually, Here's... that does tie into a, a scene later where Isabella, for the benefit of nobody other than the viewers, just is vocally describing a thing that's happening to her that you can't see. And I can't wait to talk about it later. I don't, I don't know if I remember that happening. So it's I, very I, strange. I look forward to hearing what it was. Uh, speaking, though, of the Calvieri girls making no effort to hide anything to, from anyone, Amy, who... I mean, I guess this just speaks to the the confidence that they have. She's being escorted through the school, and all the girls are just like going, <laughs> "Why?" I mean, I guess like, they I don't mean, have to like make that noise. They like it. It they feels like good it. to make that noise. Uh, the steward it- takes her to the like bedroom area and says to get changed. Uh, Isabella is also here. She recognizes her because she is the only black girl. And she says, you must be Isabella. I'm going to get you out of here. <laughs> and Isabella tells her what happens in the school, which is... It's a good thing that, it's a good thing that Isabella was the only uh, person of color here. Because imagine if she wasn't and, he, and, and Amy had just made a, a monstrous snafu. <laughs> oh, God. Amy, like, it should be so embarrassed about it. Uh, so um, anyway. Isabella says what happens here in the school, which is they take her to a room with a, with a green light... Which is funny because you you hear that and you're like, "Ooh, what's the green light doing?" And it's like it's, just, it's, it's making just the a scary, room look creepy, scary. Yeah. <laughs> and they, they put take you her to a strap room with down a green chair. light. They strap her into a chair, and then, and then next thing know she knows, happens. she wakes up back here in the bedroom and finds that the sunlight burns her skin. Mm-hmm. Which I'll have some stuff to say about that later. We we go we get a brief scene with a but mainly just a, uh, I think mainly just a visual gag to show you that boat dad is wearing the big the funny stag party shirt and then he says don't worry she'll be fine and then that's okay. Rory um, does not uh, appreciate the doctor saying that. Amy Amy then goes down to the basement room and opens up the trap door that I don't remember if we talked about or not. We did. That she was in there to open. Okay, and then uh, they, she finds a dead body. Oh no. Scary. She doesn't. She doesn't see it though. There's like a. There's like a chest with a with a, a right. Like a chest, like a trunk, with a with a rotting arm sticking out of it, and she she doesn't see it because it's on the floor, and she walks right past it. Um, and but it's oh my god! I just remembered a thing. I remembered Ooh. a thing. Oh oh my god! I I I I I need to not. I'm gonna literally write this down in the. In the notes, so I don't forget to bring it up when okay. it's appropriate. Okay, uh, continue so, talking. So the Doctor and Rory, they go and find the trapdoor on their side, and Rory demands to know what happened between him and Amy. He says, I have a right to know. I'm getting married in 430 years, which is pretty funny. Pretty funny. Uh, meanwhile, Amy uh, does unlock the trapdoor, but the steward catches her. And yeah. this is another moment of what is the steward's angle here, because I thought that we would then go to Rory and the doctor and they would find that it's locked and they'd go, Oh no. Oh no. What happened to Amy? (laughs) But no, he found her unlocking the trap door and didn't lock it behind her when he He took her away. He couldn't be bothered. It's fine. Just pure laziness. The doctor uh, tells Rory (laughs) what happened. He says, uh, we almost died. She was really relieved to have survived and she kissed me, but if you were there, she would have kissed you. She should have kissed you. That's why I brought you here, because I don't want to come between the two of you. Um, we go to Amy getting dragged into the green room, which 
Again, the green light has no significance to anything. It's, it's just to make scary. the room look creepy. I don't know why Isabella like called it out <laughs> in the dialogue. It's scary. Uh, and Amy shows her the psychic paper to be like, you can't do this. Look who I am. But Calvieri says, please, psychic paper won't work on me. <gasps> she knew it was psychic paper. <gasps> That's how could she do that? She must be from outer space. Um, what did you just so then- Oh, fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> we'll talk about it later. Okay, great. I have How much later? Because people are going to be confused about what just happened. I sent Sam a screenshot from a later scene in the episode that I was the thing I said I can't forget to talk about, so I didn't forget to talk about it. Um, we'll get there. Literally one of the last things that happens in the episode. Um, I just want to say it now then so people aren't confused and building suspense. It's that at the end of the episode, it's at the end of the episode, uh, Calvieri, uh, mom Calvieri is doing the most perfect made you look circle finger thing I've ever seen in my life. And it's yeah, very Jordan funny. Jordan got me with it. And anyway, I got, got Sam with it. So I have uh, to punch it, him next Here's time a little part him. that sucks because mm-hmm? Rory and the doctor come up through the trap door and they see that Amy's not there and they're worried. And Rory says, it's so dark. And he pulls out a comically small flashlight. Oh my god, I forgot about this. And this the sucked. doctor proudly pulls out this huge, thick, girthy, ultraviolet wand. This had this such a veiny big... flashlight. One of my favorite episodes of the F Plus podcast is the one about flashlights. And people <laughs> are like, my teeny, The people who like flashlights tiny... and you expect it to be a sex thing, the but fetish. they really just like flashlights. They're like, they're like my her teeny, his teeny tiny little X3K9, and then I turned it on, and it blasted. The flashlight the fucking... enthusiasts are the only community ever experienced by the F Plus where it's not a sex thing. It's not a sex thing, but it really feels like a sex thing. That's what this felt. It was like my little impotent little flashlight. I didn't know they made lights that small. And then the doctor pulls out his huge. Uh, yeah, fucking... and Rory Rory says like, "Oh, yours is bigger than mine." And the doctor says, "Let's not go there." <laughs> I also like that this whole episode. He's he's dual wielding his his sonic screwdriver parentheses weapon. And his big uh, UV stick, parentheses, weapon. And he's just waving them all over the place and uh-huh. pointing them at people and doing all kinds of stuff. Okay. So uh, then we're, we're, uh, with, uh, we're with Calvieri, parentheses, mom, and Amy um, in the room with the very scary green light that gave me a lot of anxiety oh, to see the grain. I was oh, scaring you very bad. And she's like, than it should be. she's like, how did you get here? Did you come through the chasm through a big crack? Yeah, she says the chasm, but we learn later that she is talking about the the famous Are you cracks cr- in time. Did you did you come through the big crack from the town called Christmas? I can't believe, by the way, that the crack in time runs through all three of the Eleventh Doctor series. It's <laughs> a it's a it is a it is a plot thread that I think starts at episode one. Well, speaking of speaking of plot threads that I can't believe were all the way back here, this is skipping ahead a little, but we will find. But she says they run from the silence. They were running from the silence, and I'll, I'll just put that out there, and we'll talk about it when we get there because. Woof. Um, yeah. So yeah, she says like, "Did you fall through the chasm?" They they set her up with like a drip bag of something, which I think we later find out is their own blood. Yeah, their blood turns you into them. Yeah. Not explained. It's fine. 
Um, they're aliens. Uh, yeah. So they say, where are you? F- who are you with? Or what? Who, who are you with? And she says, uh, Ofsted, which is like a British government office. It's a child education thing. I assume that's what Amy's actual job is, but we, we have never heard anything about that. I remember so Amy having a very strange, uh, very strange and different uh, uh, center of employment at the start. But, but uh, we'll see it when we get there, I guess. So they strap she's her into a, the chair and Calvieri a... <laughs> bites her. What if this was like, have you ever seen Sherlock? I saw the first know, season. Do you know about John's wife? No, but you've probably told me seven times on this podcast. John's wife, uh, John gets a wife that it's revealed like two, because Sherlock seasons are like three episodes long. So you'll meet a character and then something fucking crazy will happen to them like the next episode. But the thing about John's wife is that she's like an epic assassin lady oh yeah yeah yeah, yeah. i did know that. yeah that's like what if that was what if we just what if because of the nature of our show that's just a thing we never found out about amy for like all of it it's just that amy's like a cool assassin uh that'd be cool that'd be pretty cool maybe it's true i don't know in a pond of your own blood Mm. uh so then the doctor doctor, opens that trunk from before and they find it looks like one of the vampire things but it's like sucked to dry yeah it's had all the moisture removed. It's been uh, desiccated. And yeah, uh, Francesco and Calvieri, mom, whose name I never wrote down. Uh, Rosanna. Sure. I think. Uh, they they suck Amy's water out and they all they all leave or or the, the girls leave. It's just just Calvieri and her son. Um, the doctor explains to Rory that this corpse, it's not out of blood. I mean, it is, but it's had all the water in the entire body removed. And the doctor speculates that this is one of the Calvieri girls who didn't survive whatever process they're doing to them. Mm. And this is the the scene that I liked about Rory's conflict with the doctor is that we, we learn what his problem is, which is that it's not about jealousy or anything like that. He says, you're really dangerous because you make everyone become a danger to themselves because everyone wants to impress you. I I will say I don't know what he's basing this on, but he is yeah. right. <laughs> he's right about it. This is this is a uh, I'm so glad that I'm so glad that uh Peter Capaldi delivered the iconic and incorrect line the safest place in the universe is is by my side uh, because <laughs> it's a very funny thing to reference to but oh yeah he's sorry for that one that one like red pill reddit bro who's listening right now and he's just ready for me to say that Rory is right about things but Rory is right and uh and also I hate all women. <laughs> so so that one's for you reddit bro that we made up. Okay, you can stop listening now. God, that guy sucks. <laughs> you go on, you be on, you be on your way, Reddit bro. You, you you got what you came here for. I like this moment though. I like that we see the doctor making a face as if to say, ah, "God geez. damn it, man! Don't you think I know that?" I mean, maybe you should have a. Maybe you shouldn't. Maybe you should just be a little. Maybe you should be different. Maybe you should change. Yeah, maybe stop doing this. Uh, maybe stop. And doing then, it. so he they get chased around by Calvary girls. So Calvieri explains to Amy what they do to her and the others. She says, we drink you till you're dry, then we fill you with our blood, and then you become one of us, or you die. But if you survive... And there's 10,000 husbands just off screen, bubbling, bubbling away. Uh, Sounds like uh, one hell of a reality dating show. 
<laughs> we paired 10,000 vampire fish aliens with 10,000 vampire fish aliens. No, it's we paired 10,000 vampire fish aliens with like six <laughs> That's right, yeah. vampire fish aliens. Uh, I would love to see a, a, a reality TV show where where one woman has to date. It's like it's like it's called Hyper Bachelorette, and it's a show where one woman has to date ten thousand men, and she's just calling them with, with. She's like, "No, you uh, you picked up your glass in a weird way. Get out! Oh, this guy he <laughs> likes a cheese. I don't like. Go home. Uh, oh, when we had the group date with the five hundred, uh, the five hundred men on the group date. You, 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 you." You all of you the get the title out of, of here. the show is just that annoying old Twitter meme that's just like a hundred thousand red flag emojis. Uh huh. It's just it's it's hyper. Ba- it's like a Bachelorette battle royale. Yeah, I'd wa- I'd watch that. That'd be cool. I'd love it. it. It wouldn't be cool, but it would be very funny. Uh. So anyway, this is a great moment because I thought that this was like a moment where Amy Pond does something epic and and escapes. Because it, it's, like, filmed as if that's what, ha- what is happening, but it's not at all. Because she's like, there are 10,000 husbands waiting for you in the water. And Amy goes, I'm engaged. And she, like, <laughs> kicks at her. And what what I was expecting is her to then break out of the chair and run. But no, she is still very much strapped to the chair. She's just like, I'm engaged. <laughs> she just kicks her Fuck in the you. leg. And then, but it, she kicks a device. Some yeah, kind of lucky for dad. her, she happened to kick what we'll, for simplicity's sake right now, call a cloaking device, revealing her weird bug fish form thing. We already know what it is, because we saw it last last episode. It was a perception filter. It either makes you not appear nude, or it makes yes, you not appear that was another, another weird point of synchronicity, is I couldn't believe that we were dealing with holographic brain projections two episodes Again. in a row. Uh, okay, so the Doctor and Rory have gotten inside through the trap door, and, uh, and the Calvaries leave, and, and Isabella is also here to help them out, and Amy gets out. Yeah, and so they, they try to escape... Yeah, they they re reconvene with uh, the Doctor and Rory. They all escape together. I'm not really sure how this happens because the Doctor and Rory are surrounded on both sides in this hallway. Isabella and Amy run out of the side room to join them. They're still surrounded, but then they just like run past all of the vampires. You can just just walk out. You can just leave. And Calvieri says, "Seal the house," and then they don't. <laughs> they don't. The house, I would argue, after she says seal the house, it becomes far, far, far less sealed than ever before. Yeah, they managed to get out, but unfortunately for Isabella, she can't get, the sun is out and she can't leave. But sometimes she can be in the sun, but this time yes, she can't okay. be in the sun. So they, they run out the door and they reach the end of this tunnel uh, on the other side of the trap door. And Boat Dad is waiting for Boat Daughter, uh, but the sun has come up during the course of this uh, infiltration and she steps out into the light and it burns her skin and she has to step back into the shadows, which I will say, I think that that moment is good. I think it should have been better though, because I think that they should have like let it sit for a moment and like give some space to the, the sadness of <laughs> my daughter is right there, but she has to retreat into the, tu- the tunnel full of monsters. 
The problem about Doctor Who episodes is that they're trying to do so many things that usually I feel like the emotional impacts are the things that always fall on the wayside, especially when they're about characters that we're not going to see again. Yeah. So what actually happens is that she steps out into the sun. She goes, ow. And then the girls just yank her back into the tunnel and slam the door shut. And then inexplicably, and this never makes sense, the doctor touches the door and gets electrocuted and passes out. (laughs) Forgot about that. (laughs) I forgot that he. I don't know why that happened. Is that because they sealed the facility? I guess. Shock the doorknobs. But okay, this is what I I literally had to go to the wiki to be like, did I miss something? Am I stupid? Because Isabella has to turn back because the sun burns her when she tries to escape. But then later... No, 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 not later. this next scene right here, they take her outside. Literally, it it plays out like this. Step out into the sun, burn Ah, out, drag back in, door slam, doctor touch, zap, ouch. Cut to Isabella standing out in the sun without issue. They like what we see this scene play out multiple times where there's like this walkway into this bubbling pool. This is how they saved the budget on this episode. Also, I think they filmed this on location and somebody in our Discord said this. They filmed this on location in a city in like Romania mm. that just looks like Venice. I mean, it's, uh, it's a beautiful city, very beautiful. Uh, and then they also save some money because all of those 10,000 fish husband is represented by just like they put some bubbles in the water. <laughs> Um, and then, okay, this is the part I was talking about earlier, because they make her go, because she's going to get eaten. And, uh, she goes in the water, and she, so first she's like, joke's on you, I'm Venetian, we can swim. Um, and then she Yeah, because she to, thinks that they're just, like, making her walk the plank into a small pool of water. Uh, she proceeds to, for the benefit of the viewer and nobody else, because everybody else here knows what's going on, just starts, like, describing and narrating her being like, ah, Something touch me. That's fine. That's fine. That's that's like, oh my god, I'm being bitten right now. What is this? Who's <laughs> you grabbing know there's me? monsters in here? There's ten thousand monsters in the water. Oh my as god, my ten thousand like, potential husbands. As opposed to like jumping in and being like, oh god, ah! And then she gets pulled under, so, and you go, oh, she got eaten. I wanna, I wanna also just quickly say, uh, all the Calvieris are standing out in the sun, and it doesn't matter. So, are they wearing their veils? No, because no, so fuck I'm, that. <laughs> uh, but. Okay, so after she gets eaten for her betrayal, all the girls and the steward go back inside. So it's just Francesco and uh, Rosanna. <laughs> we are having a lot of trouble with that name, yes. Calvieri. Calvieri Mama, and Mama, Mama Calvieri. Mama Calvieri and her son are standing here alone. In the sun. And she like goes to lean into the water to like talk to the to her sons i think we find out that she's like a like a spawning queen or something and she goes to lean in and francesco's like careful you should disable your disguise or they might think that you're food and eat you which i did just have a moment where i'm like so she like punishes her quote-unquote daughters by tricking her sons into doing cannibalism yeah that's a little yeah uh, yeah uh, you know they they kind of do a thing here where where once we find out why she's doing this they're supposed to like sympathize a little bit right they're they're kind of at least with the doctor yeah, yeah they're kind of trying to make it seem like oh you know she she was just trying to save her people or whatever but it's like I mean, they seem really fucked up. <laughs> mm-hmm. 
This uh, is that this is that thing I was talking about with with the uh with the Jem Hadar all those episodes ago. <laughs> oh, we yeah. have to ask are are some alien species just like are they too evil tv evil so um, i don't even know if this is that the aliens themselves are too tv evil i just think that lady uh, rosanna calvieri is just really fucked up and evil yeah she's just a bad apple well speaking of hey, i bet these guys are like when... i bet these guys are like the sea devils they're like totally chill she just made them not chill <laughs> Remember earlier when she sealed the house and the doctor tried to touch the door and he got zapped and he went unconscious? Anyway, so she goes back inside to her throne room and the doctor is just standing there. Oh, you no, can see, just sorry, sitting, sitting in, in her throne. throne. You can just walk in here. And he he calls it, she, he's like, ah, long way from home, from Saturnine, sister of the water. And she's like, ah, you are the, you are the one who has the sonic paper. And then he says, ah, you're using my, you're using my, yeah, you're using my cool, the technology that I used to indulge in Stephen Moffat's favorite fetish. I, I, I'm familiar You're using the thing that I got to use to see Clara naked. He, did he get to see Clara naked? I'm still unclear about this. I don't see why he wouldn't. I guess guess he can choose who it projects what to. I have to assume that he was projecting clothes to us, the viewer, and nobody else. That's true because the the people on the on the mega church could see Clara naked. Yeah, so why would he not let himself see it all? Yeah, that's gross, and I don't like it. But you're right. Yeah. Um, so, so they then start says, doing the thing where they're like, "I'll trade you an answer for an answer." So they start asking each other questions. And... Remember, remember when? Sorry to talk about our old Jets, but remember when they did this on Kyle XY? But, (laughs) but, but, but Kyle already Kyle was like, Amanda, you want to know my secrets? How about we trade secrets? And she's like, like, I already know everything about you. I already know all of your secrets. So you'll have to come up with a new one. And she never, ever, ever does. (laughs) Okay. So, so he's like, ah, the perception filter, it only works for the brain. When someone sees a uh, 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 reflection, their brain doesn't know what to do. So it, it it was specifically the fact that he hadn't seen the Calvieri girls out of the mirror. Oh, yeah, so there there was nothing to replace it with. Yeah, his his brain doesn't know what it's supposed to see, so it just leaves a blank space in the mirror and that's why he couldn't see them. Uh it doesn't really explain why when he looks back at the mirror again, they're still not there. I feel like at that point it should have kicked in, but whatever. Yeah. Although maybe maybe the idea is that in order for it to make sense to your brain, it has to be consistent. Uh-huh. Is that the idea? Maybe? Anyway. And then he's uh, like, oh, well, why can I see your cool, iconic fangs? And then she yes, says, why, that's threats, his question. Is why can I see the fangs through the perception filter? A threat and she says, is enough to override the filter? Yeah, it's, it's which I think that I, there's a logic there, which is that, you know, your your brain can't be convinced if if what is actually happening is that a scary alien is is menacing you with its fangs is actively aggressing you and preparing to kill you. There's only so much that you can do to tell someone's brain. No, it's not. So your brain will be like, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. We're being aggressed right now. I'm I'm fucked. But what about the not insignificant number of people who are really into fangs and biting? Well, then their brain overrides it because they're like, hell yeah. I was going to say, would they not see the fangs? Or would they see the fangs because the brain is like, you don't want to miss this. To, yeah, exactly. That's why the doctor, even when he applied the perception filter to himself, he could still see Clara's naked body because his brain was like, check this out, dude. You'll like You're this love one. this. <laughs> um, so then she's she like, says, wow, you're a long way Her from, question yeah. is, where are you from? And he says, Gallifrey. And he says, why are you here? 
And she says, we were running from the silence. We were running from a mega church trying to get you from not saying your name to bring the Time Lords back to the town called Christmas. This is so funny because this, uh, and by this I mean our experience of this, uh-huh. because I, this felt like it's probably the first mention of the silence. I don't know if you would know it's that. It's probably early on for sure. The doctor doesn't seem to have ever heard of the silence before. Right. Uh, he's because, not like, oh yeah, oh. he even asks her like what what is that? And it's funny because the way that she explains it sounds intriguing. I'm interested. What's oh, going Stephen on? Moffat loves to Stephen Moffat loves to be intriguing and then he doesn't he doesn't know anything else. He doesn't know how to do anything else besides intrigue. Because the way that she describes it very cryptically is that when when we were looking, we found all these cracks in space and time, and we looked through some of them, and some of them just showed other parts of the universe, other points in time, but some of the cracks contained the silence, and we had- Yeah, and that we sounds so, pretty cool. It we definitely... were so scared, we had to escape, we saw another crack that showed us an ocean similar to ours- we fled through that crack. It closed behind us, and that's why we're trapped here. And yeah, so I now we're now I'm on the hook. I'm like, what's the silence? What were what is the, well, the silence a, they're they were a running re- from? Splinter group of a religion that was made to stop the doctor from saying his name to open up the crack with Gallifrey in it on the town called Christmas. This is skipping ahead to the very end of the episode, but there's a moment where you know they've saved the day it's like you know busy busy uh hubbub in the streets of venice and then suddenly all the sound in the background just cuts out and the doctor is like what what do you what do you hear rory and he's like huh i don't hear anything i just hear silence and the doctor's like yes silence and it's like ooh there's like some kind of creepy like mysterious force following what them is- that that no, like, wipes I think, out the. No, they're I actually like look they're Slender just a splinter who can zap splinter, you with lightning. No, not quite. They're a splinter of a religious group created by uh, by the mega the mega church to stop the doctor from saying his name into the crack that contains Gallifrey in the town called Christmas. And some of the people in that splinter group of the religious organization are Slenderman aliens that make you forget when you see them. So I I'm hope that's really clear on exactly I, what is going on in terms of what I are just the, I hope that I hope that clears things up for you a little bit. I mean it sure it it sure reveals to me that I shouldn't get too excited about it. I mean, it's <laughs> as soon as that happened, I was like, I totally understand why you have this knee-jerk reaction to the silence of ugh. ugh. <laughs> because that is such a, a cool, just, mysterious intro. Yeah. To yeah, something that turns sure out is. really, really stupid. It's incredibly dumb. Also, the fact that it's just its just another thing that revolves around the Doctor. It's always the fucking Doctor. Nothing can happen in this whole world that doesn't directly involve or is because of him. I mean, that was Ugh. why I liked when, when Missy the Master in uh, The Lie of the Land <laughs> said, You know I have adventures that you're not around for. Right! <laughs> why does it always have to be about him? Can it just be yeah, there? Can I don't. He, yeah. I I can't imagine what the connection is between the literal silence where the noise cuts out and the church aliens. 
It they're very make, scary. The, the nude church aliens. Yeah, they're, lest you forget, the only reason you see them wearing suits is because of their perception filters. So you can't see their grotesque genitals. So, that are so shocking that it would drive a viewer insane. Yeah, that's why you have to forget about it. Um, mm-hmm. So, yeah, she she offers him a chance because she's like, oh, you're the last Time Lord. You're also sort of a refugee. Would you like to build a new society with us? And he he says, no, it's my turn to ask you a question, uh, which I it's not, but no. whatever. <laughs> he asks, where's Isabella? And she says, who? And you he didn't says, even know. And yeah, she's like, oh, we executed her for desertion, which I think is very reasonable, she says. She's the one who says that, but not me. She says, it's very reasonable that we did that. And... She says, so are you joining us or not? And he says, that's not such a good idea. I'm a Time Lord. You're a big fish. Think of the children. And we know for a fact, the Twelfth Doctor is very fond of fish. Yeah, he likes their fingers. He's giving a new, him and his fish wife, he's giving a new definition to what it means when you say fish finger. So Calvieri uh, calls in the steward. <laughs> are you just are you just ignoring that one? Yeah, I hate it. Are Calvieri you... <laughs> calls in the steward to escort him out, and he says, "I'm going to tear down your house, and not because you're going to kill everyone in Venice. No, that's but because a, you didn't even know Isabella's name. That's so dumb, Stephen. I know that's it's not really Stephen who wrote this. That's but, really like... dumb. Like." Oh, I, I wouldn't, care, have, I wouldn't does, have stopped you from killing everyone in Venice you, if you were a little nicer about if it. If you knew the name of the person you just killed, you're not mad that he killed her, she killed her? He's mad that she forgot the name of the person she killed? Doesn't he so know the part like, of the plan where they were going to kill everybody? <laughs> he, I mean, he says, like, it's not because you're gonna... Oh. Or was um, it going to be a, an Ood-type situation from the Satan Pit, where after they destroy Venice, she's, like, reporting deaths. <laughs> Venetian so citizen 00001. <laughs> Venetian citizen 00002. Oh that fucking episode ending was so wild. Thank I'm you so all sad that we killed all of them. <laughs> we killed all of our slaves. So uh, This show's wild. She, uh... Oh, she says something in here that will come up later where she's like, I would bend the heavens to save my people. It plays out Literally. later like that's the keyword that helps him solve the case. But, but it doesn't not. make it. She's basically saying, I'll make it. I'll make it rain to save my people. That's why I wanted to become rich. That's why I sold all the Da Vinci's. <laughs> Shut up. I bet that she also did that. Yeah. Um. So then, patreon.com slash potting city of death. Also, her we find out that when Amy kicked her perception filter, it put it on the fritz. So, so for the rest of the episode, she keeps uh flickering just briefly enough to show the scary fish alien. Yeah, and this is the like, scene where she's like addressing all the others and she says, The storm is coming, which we will find out momentarily. She means very literally. literally. Uh, and her her perception filter flickers off for a second, and the steward is like, <gasps> But. But he doesn't cool really, like, react, so I think he was just surprised that the filter turned off. Right. He, I, I, is this man a human? I think yes! he is. Yes, because we, oh, there's only, the only fish people are, all of the fish brothers are in the water. Everybody else is either the sister, Francesco, or Mama Calvieri. This is just a guy, and he's just going along with it because he's a freak. Yeah, I guess there's so. There's no other choice. Uh, so she says, assemble the girls! 
Uh, the doctor checks on Amy's bite marks and says that she's fine. He puts some candy in her mouth. Uh, he puts some candy in her mouth that he's, I think he like seals it up with the, the screwdriver, which was weird. I, um, I don't think he did that. Maybe he I, didn't. I might be wrong. Oh, and then we get, we get, we get the classic. It would not be a Matt okay. Smith episode. This but goes, I'm going to say a, a joke that I don't like into a joke. That I, I liked do the like. joke. I was going to say, I was going to say it's a funny bit. Where he, he's trying to think, and then Amy starts talking, so he covers Amy's mouth. Rude. Shitty. And he don't says, like stop it. talking. Brain thinking. Hush. And then, and then Rory, Rory starts talking. And he covers Rory's mouth. And, and says, that's a little... Mm, yeah. And he says, stop talking. Brain thinking. Hush. And then Boat Dad interrupts. And the doctor just kind of rolls his eyes and looks at Rory, who, without saying anything, just covers Boat Dad's Incredibly mouth Incredibly funny. Great bit. That's a Loved good gag. It. That's really good. I was like, is the doctor, is there just going to be a third doctor arm from off screen unexplained? Now that would have been. (laughs) That would have been. (laughs) Although this is, this is uh, the 11th doctor we're talking about. So it would be like covering Amy's mouth with one hand, covering Rory's mouth with one hand. And then off screen comes his big swinging dick to cover the boat. (laughs) I don't remember. Lucky I've got an extra appendage. I don't remember when it happens, but there is a part in a few minutes of the episode where he does say, shut up, shut up. And I, I did note it and, uh, I, yep. I'm nodding. Yep. That's it's probably right here. Um, so he's trying to figure out their plan because he's like, they can't live on land. So she must be doing something to make Venice livable. Am I, I don't want to make the cardinal sin of comparing my, my, my inferior intellect to the doctor's massive brain. But was it really so hard to think maybe that they were going to, like, put the city underwater or something to, like, make the fish be... I mean, I don't see why they have to do that, though. The, they're right next to the fucking ocean. Yeah. Just jump into the ocean. Build a the, the, big... The boys already live down there. Maybe, I mean, maybe they're all homeless down there. They're like, we need I mean, places I guess to I, live. Why are I we in this shitty swamp? Yeah, we don't. I guess we don't know what the Saturnian like architecture is. Maybe they were so impressed by the beauty of Venice that they just couldn't let it go. They were just like, "Put it down here so we can live in it." It's such a cool city. Yeah, I mean, why build a perfectly good? Why build a city when we've got a perfectly good one right here? Yeah, it's going to be down there eventually, anyway. They could have just waited. They could have just um, waited. Just say we're we're just gonna be homeless for another like. I mean, we could build. So, th- I'll be honest. The main thing of their plan, because this is where the doctor figures out, or actually Amy is the one who who puts this together, because she she says uh, the, that Calvieri mentioned there's ten thousand husbands waiting under the water, and all the ones that they're making in venice are women so she they figure out together she's trying to repopulate their species for whatever reason and we never find this out and it doesn't matter they they lost all of the women of their race Mm -hmm. when they traveled here so but yeah i'm like is it really so crucial that they like have a gigantic population to start like can't they just get some women do they have to destroy all of venice can't they just yes. get some Scary. women repopulate their species and also think, build a city underwater i've never seen the shape of water Me but either. i think they could have probably found some women who would have done this willingly just yeah. look for some people who are into it 
Although I think that fish is supposed to be pretty fuckable. These things are pretty nasty. They're pretty nasty, but people are pretty nasty, Sam. <laughs> right. They're flashlight enthusiasts, you, for God's I'm sake. Like, I'm, like, I'm like the 13th Doctor, but I'm like, you nasty, nasty little clever humans, you little <laughs> freaks. Get in there and let these perverts. Fish, you brilliant perverts. Let these fish put so many eggs in you. Uh, so the the doctor yeah i just i don't know why they have to whatever it doesn't matter that they're, they're all gonna be fucking dead by the end of the episode anyway um <laughs> boy, so, actually i don't even think that's true i think oh that yeah that's, still, we don't know what happens to the boys we don't know what happens to the twenty thousand boys down i there. mean they're in their underwater they, male living do they space. evolve they probably into all the, just they, starve to death they evolve into the sea devils they get a boat and they just start going oh, around no the sea devils have been around since china china is is before venice you're right yeah. The doctor is disgusted by the the fact that uh he's not into the, it. The fish people's mom is like making girlfriends for them. He says, "I've been around a bit, but you, I mean, yeah, I've of course I fucked a Saturnian or a 10,000, yeah. but I mean, geez. I mean, I've been <laughs> I bet you I bet you I bet you that Jack Harkness is down there right now getting nasty with them just You know for what's fun. funny? I was about mm-hmm. to say what happens next feels like a trailer line. I think this was actually in the next time on at the end of Flesh and Stone is that there's a loud noise from above and they're like, was that your upstairs neighbors? And he says, I don't have I any don't upstairs, have upstairs neighbors. neighbors. And, and then, then, go, and the, then Calvary the girls smash the windows open. He uses his uh, uh, screwdriver to disable their perception filters. And he says, blimey, fish from space have never been so buxom so this is when he becomes this is when he fish. this is when he becomes willing yeah um they <laughs> he they says hold leave. on a minute ladies lose the mm. ten thousand. get with the hero <laughs> they they all run out of of boatman's house and then remember how he has all the gunpowder mm-hmm. he uh he he runs back he locks them out is this the part that um where the doctor tries to unlock the door and he says he i can't do it it's been bolted shut Yes. Okay. I have to talk about that for a second because because you can't watch. vibrate a, a bolt out of place. Yeah, because I would be okay with there being types of locks that the doctor can't open because they're like physically bolted shut. That would be fine. Uh, but we've seen the sonic screwdriver do too many things that counter that for me to be okay. Right. With this it. is this is one of the most openable types of locks I would think. This is like this would be a great weak point for the sonic screwdriver if this was like the first season or like the first uh season of the post revival where he's like, "Oh, I can't unlock things that are bolted shut." Like it's uh but then it's like, "Oh, I can point it down at the ground and put someone in their own time stream if I want to." <laughs> but so. I I really do feel like this this type of lock doesn't make Surely, sense for it not to work. It's the sonic screwdriver. Uns- it can vibrate yeah. things. It can vibrate screws and make things like mag. It does like magnets. So why couldn't it just like unbolt the whatever? Yeah, uh, and, uh, and then- I'm just saying. In City of Death, we see the Fourth Doctor use the sonic screwdriver to open a bolt like this, and he's like, he literally says like, "Oh, this is the perfect type of lock to open with the sonic screwdriver." <laughs> I think he literally says like, "That's no match for the sonic." I have a theory. He's already put it together what Boat Dad's about to do, and he just doesn't want to seem heartless. For oh, yeah, he's like, oh, no. I can't get, get in there. Uh, and he's like, thank God. That, I do like, Boat I know Dad, that the reason that Boat Dad does this is that he, because he takes, he says, like, hand me the ultraviolet light or whatever. 
I know that the reason that he does that is because he's being surrounded by vampires, and if he didn't take it, he wouldn't be able to get back to the gunpowder to blow it all up. But I do think it's kind of funny that <laughs> he does just take the doctor's thing and then blow it up. <laughs> and the doctor, the doctor reading the room does not complain about it, but you know he's angry. You know he's fucking pissed. That, but yeah, Bo Dad, he grabs a he grabs a candle. We are Venetians. And goes, we are Venetians, and he blows the building up. And uh, Calvieri does not notice the massive explosion <laughs> in town. No, but she does flip a switch on her throne that turns like a weather machine on that makes it rain. And then um, yeah, the doctor says, go say, back by to the way, the, yeah. the, I know that this is vampire times very literally, but I feel like the Venetians are way more freaked out by this than they should the- be because it's just like, oh no, it started raining kind of hard. God wants us dead. <laughs> people are like screaming in the streets and just like, I am fucked. It's over. It started raining. They are like blaming it on divine. They're like, oh God, why are you forsaking us? Forsaking. The, like there's a part where so- someone, I can't remember who it is. Someone in here says like, it's like the sky is boiling, but we look at the sky and it's, it's just raining. Like, no, it's just raining. <laughs> it's just raining kind of hard. Um, it's just doctor, like a sudden storm. Like, I the, don't know why we're that terrified of it. The doctor, I mean, they're right to be, but mm, they shouldn't know that. The doctor sends the pawns back to the TARDIS. This is the part where I, I, I want to see that episode where he just, he just, he sends them forward a day and then fixes the problem so that they can have a nice relaxing day in Venice. Uh, but they, but, but they, uh, instead of going off to the TARDIS, um... Oh, yeah, I, I did like this part because basically what's happening here is the Doctor is sort of, he's sort of, like, pulling rank. If I he's do like, something, you do it! If I tell you to do something, you do it, Amy! Yeah, uh, and yeah, the Redditor who's still listening is like, yeah, that's Yeah, right. that's right! Uh, but, so Amy, like, gets really pissed off and, like, walks away. And basically what is happening is that the doctor was doing that not because he doesn't, like, trust Amy as a companion, but he was doing it for Rory's sake. Because Rory made that whole point about, like, people wanting to impress you and stuff. And so Rory kind of hangs back and says, like, thank you. And the doctor awkwardly mumbles, you're welcome. Mm. I I wanted to get her killed. Uh Francesca, this is really funny because as the storm is really kicking off, there's a shot where Francesca like takes off his cloak and dives into the water. And I was thinking that like next time we see him, he'll be Saturnian mode. They don't show it that much. It's a moment later. He comes back and he's just soggy Francesco. (laughs) The doctor once again fucking walks into Calvieri's house. He just walks in and he starts taking her throne apart. And it's all. It turns out the throne is the like central hub or something. And then he's like, I'm gonna fix this, and she's like, why are you fixing this? You already you already let all your Time Lords die one time with the Singing Man, and then he's like... And then he's like... She uh, says, "You're." I, it, it's hard to believe this is the same man who let an entire race turn to cinders and ash, but it's not. Oh, it's, that was Sylvester McCoy. Same guy, different name! What was the thing? Same guy, different hat? What do they say about him? It's the fucking... They said it in the name of the Doctor or whatever. Whatever. Uh, he's the same souffle, different. He just like casually turns to her, by the way, and is like, "All also, all the women are dead. <laughs> I can, all your daughters are dead, and I can't let all the fine Venetians die." And like, uh, that's because kind of it. That's sort of the end the of the plan's her over. Is she's just like, "Oh, I lose." I lost. I'm good. Yeah. Uh, meanwhile, uh, we are back with the pawns uh, who have gone off on their own. Uh, Francesco 
I forgot his name, is uh, here. Uh, Rory uh, tries to be heroic. He he does a cross with the candlesticks. That doesn't work. These are not Christian vampires. He um, starts and- He starts just throwing out anything to try to get Francesco to stop approaching Amy. Amy One of the yeah. things that he tries is calling him SpongeBob. I don't know I, how SpongeBob that was going does to work. Not, SpongeBob does not look like that. I Spon- hate to A, SpongeBob doesn't look like that. B, why would Francesco know what that means? You called me my favorite. We had that on Saturday. I love SpongeBob. I love SpongeBob. I hate being in 1580. Uh, I wish there was SpongeBob. I'm going to invent SpongeBob so I can watch it. (laughs) I miss my shows. So the thing that does work, though, is that he says, your mom is ugly. And he's like, you insulted mommy. So he, uh, Rory grabs a broom and starts swinging it around. He's trying to be brave. He's trying to. He's trying to save his his Amy. And Francesco Um, pulls out his sword, and they have a little duel. The sword is metallically clanging against the wooden broom broom. handle, and Rory is, like, somehow holding his own. I could not fucking believe that that Rory was able to, like... uh, beat a fate like a like a like a trained sword. He takes the seventh years to taekwondo after school. I was gonna. I, I was thinking maybe it was that he he his grandma taught him how to sword fight when he was. I mean, a child. we don't know. We I don't really know much about Rory. Maybe he is a <laughs> professional sword fighter. Maybe I don't he know. does. Maybe he does hema on the side. He seems like the kind of guy who would. No, he doesn't have like a handlebar mustache. So I don't think he's a hema. He, he's a hema guy. Do you know what I'm talking about? I don't know what you're talking about. That's okay. Um, so Amy, uh, Amy has an idea. She says, "Lead him over towards me." Uh, Rory is so skilled that he is able to like do some fancy footwork. Uh, he gets mid-fight. like a point off. He gets like a point off on this guy because he because he jabs him with the wrong end of the broom, and it's like if you were if you, if you were doing a fencing, you would have won fight. You would have gotten the point. If I think that's how it works in the Wii one. Um, yeah. yeah. So he like leads him over towards Amy, who uses like a compact mirror to shine sunlight on him because they remembered you- that that. Hey, <laughs> they remembered this? that the sunlight actually—it's really, really effective. Oh, if you get a little bit, immediately explodes he, to dust. Oh yeah, just like what happened to, to Isabella and the rest of them when they went out in the sun every time throughout the episode. What was and it, Amy? Yeah. Even Amy is like, "Oh, I didn't well, think I could do that." <laughs> oh, we—I just killed somebody. I didn't know that I was able to. I guess I get the Leela cross this week. Oh God! So she she calls him an idiot for trying that thing with the cross, but then she gives him big kiss because she, she loves him, him. she gives him she loves she love her role she loves him and she's proud of him and she can't she loves wait him. to not she, marry him she loves him now that she's seen him uh, do a sword fight <laughs> which is why the doctor brought him here uh so they go back to help the doctor and they find him in calvieri's throne room where you can just walk in and uh the doctor is kind of annoyed like you made that big speech about me making people a danger to themselves and now you're just <laughs> coming you're just... back to help uh there's an earthquake. I, I did like this line from the doctor where they all fall over from the earthquake. And he's like, don't worry about the earthquake. Worry about the tidal wave that the, er- that the earthquake was meant to cause. Right. And he says the, the throne, by the way, that tidal wave never arrives. No. Uh, because if you turn off the clouds, the earth unquakes itself. <laughs> Wish I could unquake my earth. So he says the throne is the control hub. She locked it. So here's what we're going to do is I'm going to have you just go nuts and just rip the wires apart and just destroy it. 
Doesn't that'll that usually turn to the secondary hub, and then I can get into that one because she won't have locked that. I'll one have probably. Mr. Magpie climb to the top of a very tall video game tower and turn it off for me. I feel like if I was her, I probably would have just locked both hubs. I feel like ripping things out might compromise the integrity of the off switch that makes the button that makes it good, and you wouldn't. Well, no, want the idea is break the main hub. So it'll fall back to the secondary one that he the can secondary get hub, to. which is like a mechanical uh, astronomical clock. Yeah, it's also the generator. He says he's like the secondary hub will probably be the generator. Also, <laughs> I've decided okay. this because I know it because I've done. I don't this know why he doesn't times. just disable the generator then, but whatever. Uh, he goes to the clock tower that I don't know if we've mentioned, but there's a clock tower. Um, and he turns. Or he sorry, it's a, it's a bell tower. Excuse me. Yeah, it's very loud, and it's ringing so loud. I wish there was some silence. Do you think this Whoa. means anything? That would have been cool <laughs> if if suddenly everything had gone silent in the middle of this, and he's like, no. But it doesn't make any sense, because that's not what the silence do. Yeah, but still. It would be, re- it would be really cool if the silence made things silent, and it was all scary, but they are a, they're a religious organization that is meant to stop the doctor from saying I mean, his name at the crack in the wall in the town called Christmas. <laughs> I can't stress that, that sounded, enough. That sounded like it was about to become like some kind of children's and the whole, rhyme. And the, on the frog in the log in the in the in the bottom of the sea in <laughs> so, a town called Christmas. Yeah, I I I I really feel like at this point, if we had seen this before any of the other silence stuff, which is how a normal viewer would have experienced it, <laughs> I would have assumed that the right. silence was like an effect. Of something broader that is happening to the universe, not yeah, like I, like we're like, running from the silence, as in who are some guys? The, the world is like splitting apart or something, and we're trying to escape from it by going back in time or something like that. Yeah, not, like the we're running from is... the silence. The lightning aliens, <laughs> anyway. The guy whatever. who's yeah, <laughs> whatever. So he climbs the clock tower after stopping tur- the bell from ringing. He literally uh, flips the off switch. Amy and Rory like. Little- cheer for him as he climbs he opens this big machine at the top and he just stops a gear turning thereby unpushing the button that makes it bad uh the sun comes out the rain stops amy and rory laugh and hug and all the townspeople cheer for the doctor like they knew what he was doing as yeah they're watching that man's climbing the bell tower wait (laughs) he just stopped the gears on the secondary hub Yay! <laughs> they were actually clapping because uh because the honorable uh the honorable Doge de Souza showed up. Uh, Maybe this is gondola. what happens in Venice though, is that anytime it starts raining, everyone just starts screaming, Oh god, this is it, this is when it happens, this is when the city finally <laughs> sinks forever. And then when the sun comes out, they all cheer and clap and They'll cry. Start clapping. <laughs> We live for another day! Lady me! Lady me! Lady me! So Calvieri steps outside to the place where they executed Isabella, and she takes off- This doesn't make any sense, because she takes off her clothes until she's only wearing the gown, but neither of those things exist. So what happened here? She's just doing gestures at her body. She's wearing like the you know how that like that digital fashion that they tried to push for like five God. seconds before everybody was like, "This is the, the thing where it like the- puts a zoom filter outfit on." It puts a s- zoom filter on your a Snapchat filter on you, and you pay real money for it. God. And it's an it's an, also an NFT. She's Probably. doing that, 
And then also, uh, she's fiddling with her perception filter, and she's doing the most perfect, beautiful, made you look, and she got all of us. And if you watch this episode, uh, then uh, Toby Whitehouse has to punch you. That's why the fish kill her. They're mad. Yeah, because she... They're mad. And she's She's literally just like, I... What's one more act of cannibalism? The doctor's like, uh, the doctor's like, Oh yeah, the doctor catches her about to jump in. Don't do that. And then she's like... She's like, was it really so wrong to try to sacrifice one city to save an entire species? And he's like, look, I know how it is to lose a species, but you, you mourn and you move forward in life. And she says, well, I hope your conscience can carry the weight of another dead race. This is so funny because I know that, like, she lost the battle, but But I don't understand why she's just resigned herself to killing her species. She's impatient and she gave up. Also, I just love the fact that the 10,000, I guess the 10,000. I wanted it to be Venice! (laughs) I guess the 10,000 men are still down there just vibing until they all die of old age, I guess. Yeah, Stars. I guess maybe maybe they like escort the big fish out of the Thames in uh, in thin ice. <laughs> they they become. But the yeah, animals. she as Francesco said earlier, if you uh, if you're not if you're wearing your disguise, they won't recognize you as one of their own. She jumps into the water. Oh, she says like, "Remember us, Doctor. Dream of us." Like she's. She is trying so hard to make she, this his fault. I was going to say, she realized that she lost, so her, her new plan is just to make him feel bad about it. She, this is like, yeah, she's she's in like some sort of like sports competition with the doctor. It's a best guilt, of three. She lost yeah. the first game and she's like, okay, what happens next is your fucking fault. And then she just shoots herself in the head and he's like, <laughs> no! Why did I win the game against her? Oh, and by the way, and by the way, um, all of the ones down here are like two years old, and we have a cure for all the diseases, and also it's all of our birthdays. Goodbye. And then she kills herself. (laughs) Yeah, I don't know why she just is like, well, fuck it then. But yeah, she jumps in and her own sons cannibalize her to death, and the doctor says, no, and that's that. I really love in movies and TV shows when characters like kill themselves or, or or do something like that for no fucking reason. It's like in, it's like Cyborg's dad in the Snyder Cut, where he just gets in the box that incinerates himself <laughs> for literally no reason. He didn't have to do it. He could have just pushed the button from the outside. It's just amazing. Uh, so, so all the conflict has been solved. I guess the ten thousand uh, uh, Saturninians are still down there to this, this day. Is, this is so wild, though, because the Doctor, you know, they're they're back outside the TARDIS. Venice is normal again, and he's like, "Well, what's next for the two of you guys? Marriage time? Hey, do you want to just like enjoy the like? Why is it like? No, oh no, no there were monsters. No, well, no, I guess now no. we have to leave." <laughs> They never get to enjoy. This is why I liked the nights. It was the only time we'd ever seen them get to have fun at the place they were trying to go to. Right? Why? They why do they have up. to leave Venice as soon as the monsters are gone? Why can't they be like, ah, and now to enjoy now. our trip? Like this is his wedding gift to them, and he's like, well, we better be moving on. <laughs> Every episode of Doctor Who should end with a montage of the characters and the Doctor having fun at the place, unless it's like we're on the 42 ship and there's not that much fun. They're scooping legally there, I guess, but like, it should be- <laughs> They're teaching be, the crew how to scoop. Yeah, like, we should get to see them, oh, they're eating some gelato, which I don't know if they had in 1580s, and they're 
having a good time on a gondola and a guy singing to them. Why there's are they a, never The allowed? guy who is checking their papers, there's like a funny one where he's like screaming at a rat and they're trying to calm him down like, the plague's gone, the plague's plague gone. And then we see them all dying of the plague, haha. They um, they invent the quadricycle. So Rory, the do- yeah, the doctor's like, so what's next? Do you want me to drop you off at the registry office? Do you want to go straight to the wedding and I'll give you away? And Rory's like, just drop me off where you picked me up. Oh, just drop me off. But Amy says, no, Rory, I want you to come with us. I want you here on our adventures. And the doctor says, I'd like that too, Rory. And Rory's like, okay, then. Yeah, let's do it. <laughs> Forget the thing about how we'll die. Forget about the fact that the pawns definitely die halfway through series seven. And then she, and then Amy's like, "I'm gonna go make some tea because I got my boys." I feel like Amy's like aggressively trying to to create a polycule, and neither of the two other guys involved are are into it. Hey, can I quickly? Uh, yeah. I know this episode is somehow way longer than I thought it was going to be. It was <laughs> a very really funny. This would be such a long one. Yeah, uh, but. I'm just thinking about the fact that I'm almost positive that the the pawns die in series seven because mm-hmm. the doctor is very, very down. And we know that he's like on his own for a long time and that Vastra is like keeping him normal to some extent or whatever. Right. I feel like it's kind of nuts that the snowman ends with the doctor who has gotten so many people killed and the pawns were so important to him and they were with him for so long and rory specifically was like you get people killed because they want to impress you and i have to assume that's exactly what happens with the pawns in the end but the snowman ends with him being like ah whatever and he picks up clara who i have to assume will actually no i think clara probably doesn't die i think clara i have no uh, fucking clue what happens to clara i think clara probably uh decides to stick around to and become a teacher with... for for normal and marries danny She's gonna, or something like, marry danny but I, it's just so nuts together. that that after the pawns probably die the doctor's just like ah forget it <laughs> i'll just keep i'll just keep getting people killed. he's a bad he does bad things to these people this is a character trait of his i mean think about what he does to bill he needs yeah, to but stop. at that point he's Peter Capaldi, and he's now he's like, right, he's ah, whatever. I'm over it. I'll just keep. Yeah, it, it doesn't we'll, matter uh, anymore. We'll have What's to one just more. Wait. We'll just have to wait to see how you feel about what happens to the pawns when we get there. Yeah. Uh, anyway, so they go back into the TARDIS. Oh yeah, this is. The, I already talked about this, but yeah, the Doctor's like, "What do you hear, Rory?" And he says, "Nothing, just silence." And the Doctor goes, "Uh oh, I'm scared by that word." Was there next time on? I forgot to watch it again. Yes, I wanted to ask you about this one because this is the first time that I've seen a next time on and been like, that looks cool. Let me see. I want to watch this one. It's it's called Amy's Choice. And what happens is uh, they it it seems it's a little weird for reasons that will become apparent in a second. But the doctor, like, quote unquote, visits Amy and Rory five years in the future and she's pregnant. He's got a ponytail. Oh, no. And there's a man who says that he is the Dream Lord. And he says, this town that we're in, there are two versions of it. One is real and one is in a dream. And he says, I have a challenge for you. If you want to get back to your normal lives, pick a world and die in it. If you die in the dream, you'll wake up in reality. But if you die in reality, you die in reality. I vaguely remember an episode, I vaguely remember an episode like this, but I don't remember any details or anything about it. It sounds cool. I don't know if it'll be good, but it's a, it's an intriguing, uh, scary sci-fi premise. 
Uh, oh god, I'm, just, I'm looking at, I'm looking at the episode list on 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 uh on the the funny website of HBO Max, sorry, Max, and I I do see James Corden. There he is. In that episode? No, in in, a, oh. in an episode a few episodes after. Okay. I'm saying he's in this he's in this series. Right. Uh anyway, yeah. I had a B experience watching this one, but I am going to downgrade it to a B minus because <laughs> it's so many things fell apart the minute we started talking it's a, about it's them. a it's like a really dumb episode but i also just kind of enjoyed it uh and i enjoyed the way it looked i like i let it Venice wash over me like a liked... venetian tidal wave yeah it was just kind of a fun fun silly time even though it was really yeah so i think it, i think this is a good i think it's a good b minus episode if not if not like a c plus i think i'm actually going to give it a c plus because it was like a b minus for enjoyment but it was a c for like making any sense at all yeah so i think i I think this is an appropriate c plus on my part yeah i i I had a good time watching it but it wasn't very good (laughs) (laughs) it's time for the companion awards um i have to say one thing about how far the fucking danny pink award for six stunts has fallen again with the award we never give out because there was a scene where the doctor is like running and he slide he like does a slide and for just a split second i was like there's the Danny Pink Award for six stunts. I mean, it's important that you say that the award has fallen so far. But it's we not that it's actually the bar. It <laughs> the bar has been set so high. There's not a lot of people who do but, cool stunts but on the show. But it should remain that high. It yes, should be a to rare have high award. Stand. Yeah. But it's just, I want to give it out so bad that I see the doctor do a power slide. And I'm like, there we go. Okay. First of all, uh, Amy gets the Lee Lacrosse. No question. She did she did a murder. She killed Francesco with a mirror. Oh yeah, that's true. Yeah, she did. Um I also want to give I also want to give the Pons collectively uh for a lot of different things they did in this episode. I want to give them the Sarah Jane Award for Companion Initiative. They didn't go back to the TARDIS. They went off and did a thing. They fought one of the bad guys. They did a lot of stuff together. I think that's I, worth I, agree. I think that's I'm gonna worth. give Rory a gold star. I agree. He just I'm not gonna give one. Amy a gold star. Not a gold star for Amy, but she does get an award, so that's good. That's good. Yeah, she did. She did get the Lila Cross. Um, uh, they they both get the. Uh, they both pass the Yaz test, which I think I think you're right. I think we need to bring this one back because yeah, Yaz test is good. It's surprisingly common that that the companion does literally nothing. <laughs> I was trying to, I was for a second, I, even though it was the thing I came up with, I was like, I was like, what, is the yes test that they talk about anything that isn't the doctor? No, it's, it's literally, do, do they do anything? Anything at all. Yeah. Uh, and yeah, I don't, I don't think Medal of Mickey, she does get bit, no. but it, it ends up she mattering not at all. Uh, Boat Dad wears a funny shirt. That's kind of Medal of Mickey worthy. Do we get? But I did like him in his big puffy pantaloons, wearing the tight, uh, the f- tight stag do sweater. Stag- do yeah. we give Rory a Medal of Mickey for being humiliated at his bachelor party? Oh, yes, I think we do. I think it, I he think was at his bachelor party, and a man burst out of the stripper cake and informed everyone him. that <laughs> that Rory's that's, fiance that's, kissed him. That is on par with getting eaten by a trash can. <laughs> yeah, medal of so, Mickey. For Rory, I think medal absolutely. of Mickey for Rory. I think Rory's going to probably take home quite a few. He's going to clean up medals. He's going to sweep. It's going to be Rory sweep. That's why he had a broom in this episode. Is as a as nice. a as a Good nod on. to the to the viewer. I get it. Uh, okay, take us take us to uh, which doctor town i want to know what we're watching next i every week i get so excited 
Yeah, man, I I'm looking forward to the point. I mean, we're this this is our 42nd episode. We've still got a long ways to go, but eventually, mathematically, we're probably going to get to a point where the odds start to even out doctor to doctor, but uh-huh. it's we're still it's so tenant very tenant weighted. Um, but I want to win a I want to see Jody. Jody, 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 Jody. It's an Eccleston. Eccleston. It's series one, episode eleven, Boomtown. Boom Town. I'm gonna look at. I'm gonna start looking at the like HBO Max listing uh, for this as well. We got Jack Harkness. Oh, this is the episode after the Doctor dances. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, he did live. He did survive that one. Boomtown. The TARDIS crew taking Oh, I see that a Slytherin will be here. This is our first encounter with the Slytherin, actually, yeah, on the we'll podcast. See. What do we got? Go, go, let's go and let's see what Wikipedia has to say. It was called a format-breaking episode. It misfires on some levels and leaves various elements underdeveloped. Hmm. But they praised, uh, SFX is the publication, praised the dinner scene. Doctor Dinner. The Doctor Dines. I'm looking forward to it. I love, uh, except every time, every time we watch an Eckleman episode, even though it's like the way our show works, I just get this little creeping sense of dread because I know that we're one less Eccleston episode for the rest of our show. Like, the odds get slimmer and we get less and less of him. We get so little of Eccleston. Yeah. But I'm excited. I mean, that's basically what I was saying. Like, the odds of us rolling an Eccleso just now, it was like 7.8%. Now it's like... Now, it's like <laughs> now it has just dropped down to 6.8%. Every time we see one, it becomes less likely that we'll ever see Christopher Eccleston ever again. Yeah, we still got plenty, though. Yeah, we got that's one, true. two, three... I, I, why am I counting? I have the number right here. Uh, yeah, there, there's nine still in the pool after this one, so... We, we're just we gonna end only, up... We've only seen him three? We're just gonna end up... Yeah. We're just going to end up with, like, it's going to be all flux, <laughs> and then, like, the empty child is in there somewhere. I I, I am, like, so certain. I've nothing, I've, I've never been more certain about anything that if, if we continue this show to conclusion of, like, we've seen all the episodes, we are going to get to a point where it's just, it's just flux, and then whatever <laughs> the newest season is that has just dropped and, you know... The odds were not there for the rest of the show for us to watch it. That's my guess. <laughs> yeah, it's it's all flux, and then just by pure random chance, the actual rest a, of the show in <laughs> in in airing order. It's all flux, and then blink. We still haven't seen blink. Our eyes are going to be so dry. It's going to be all flux and Donna. <laughs> Every episode <laughs> with Donna, we still haven't seen it. Yeah, the the final the final like 13 episodes of this podcast will be series 4 in order. <laughs> Have we still not seen any of series 4? Nope. That's so fucked. That's so weird. We've we've done this 42 times. It is just a huge gap in the spreadsheet. It's so strange. Yeah. That's really wild. What if you found out that you like your your thing was broken and it just wasn't including series four this whole time? <laughs> you ever check that? Like seriously? I to to give you a real answer, I am using a spreadsheet range, so there's no reason that okay. it wouldn't be picked I up see. in the range. <laughs> it's just fate. Alright. That's it for this week's episode. Thank you all very much for listening to Dr. Huh. Well you can find us on Tumblr at drhaunt.tumblr.com. You can find us on Twitter at Dr. Huh. Nope. No, I don't nope. Potting Bros. We're on Twitter at Potting Bros, but I haven't logged into that account since. We're on co-host at Potting Bros, yeah? 
Nope, we're on co-host at Dr. Hunk. <laughs> God damn it, I'm just guessing. I'm Our fine. Twitter is the only one that is Potting Bros, and it's unused right now. Uh, but you can find me on Tumblr at, at uh, Punish Breakfast. No, fuck me. My brain is not working today. You can find me on Tumblr at Kiwami Breakfast. You can I find me on co-host at Positive Stress, and you can listen to my other podcast, Sounds About Light, where we have started Kingdom Hearts Dream Drop Distance we're going to be taking a little break. Oh, this is news to you as well, Jordan. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, I'm I'm probably going to be gone for like most of November. Yeah. Where yeah. are you going? Uh, I mean, you might see me. I might be in Arizona for a little bit of it. Oh, you're going travel. You're traveling the world. I'm going to we're going on a on a little road trip unless plans change. But I hope they don't. That'll be fun. Well, that's okay. I'm always cool to take some time off and have a little bit of extra free time. As much as I yeah, don't like to not watch Doctor God knows we're not going to record another episode in person because it's horrible. Oh, God. Yeah, never. No, 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 no. Um, you uh, can also give us money. At patreon.com slash potting bros or one dollar a month get to all of our bonus content and a mildly special discord world marking you as a friend of the show five dollars gets you an incredibly special pretty special discord role marking you as a companion of the show you get a shout out in the podcast and you can send us a message that we will read in one of our funny voices that i will never ever ever tell you what they are ten dollars so why are why are you so against telling people the funny voices because i don't remember any of them ten dollars oh my god no special discord role marking you as a hey 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 Hey, hey, hey. Ben voice, ASMR optional. Uh, it was, it was one that was something ASMR mandatory. It's like Kyle voice, ASMR mandatory. That was Kyle mandatory. voice, ASMR mandatory. Josh, a- Josh voice, ASMR Jordan, this episode's uh, going legal. so long, we don't have time. Step $10 voice gets you all of that, plus an incredibly voice. special Discord role marking you as an honorary member of House Me Souza. We will clap for you when we shout you out, and you can listen to the podcast live while we record it on Monday evenings right now. Thank you to our five and ten dollar subscribers: Cassidy, JCH, Roy, Stephanie, Bolding, Stephanie, Karen, Violet, Magician, and House Misuza. Here they come! It's Destry Hawk, it's HK Bandit, Sauceworks too. Yay! We are hosted by the NoiseSpace.xyz podcast network, where you can listen to other podcasts such as Pod of Greed. Check out this guy, Video Games, the Movie, the Podcast. You having fun there? I'm not. In, I'm not contributing to this. I'm just enjoying. Kama Rocho Radio. Hey, I'm on that one. You're on that one. Sounds we'll about right. Hey, I'm on that one. We we'll put a new and Jordan. About the, yeah. There comes a time at the end of every episode where you have you to segue s- me into the end of the episode. Say the doctor's prayer right now. Five seconds. Oh Christ! Okay. May your life flow like a river. May your days smell sweet as a rose. May your nights be calm and still as a pond. May you be as lucky as an ace in a game of blackjack. Harkness. Harkness. May Dan the nice man smile nicely upon you. May Clara make a clever souffle. May the twelfth doctor leave Bill the hell alone. Please. May the doctor light your path through time. Doctor, bye. Please don't ever do that again. Excelsior. Dr. Bye.